This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, good Wednesday morning to you. Hey, it's June 14th, 2023. Uh, I'm Matt Joel Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. This is going to be a really, really fun episode. Uh, of course, with me, as has been for the last little while, SP3 is here. Hello, SP3. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing well. It's a beautiful day in the weeds with everyone here on Fightful Overbooked and as me and Joel talked about before we went live, you're about to get the blackest episode of In The Weeds ever. It's, 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 we doing it for the culture. This is the cookout edition of In The Weeds. We put up the blankets. We got we got the barbecue out. We're flipping plates. We're making hamburgers, making some barbecue chicken, and everybody's going to be at the cookout. Joel gets a big old plate. You get a big old plate with some extra barbecue sauce because this is going to be a great episode. I am so excited for this one. Uh, SP3 did book the guests for today's show, so shout out SP3. Uh, let's get right to it. 10.30 a.m., we're going to have Stephanie Hypes and Miss Chrissy Love from True Heel Heats serving faces and heels. They're going to join us at 10.30 a.m. Eastern to talk about uh, all the changes going on in, in the women's wrestling world, uh, whether that's WWE. We'll talk a little bit outside if they want to. Uh, whatever they, whatever we're coming to do, they're going to come and join us 10.30 a.m. Eastern talking about uh, new, new titles, new, new women in the fold. There's a lot going on in the world of women's, women's wrestling. And while you and I can talk about it, SP3, I think it's probably good to have uh, some proper representation on the matter. I agree. Uh, 100% agree. I go to Miss Chrissy Love and Stephanie Hypes for anything I'm feeling about women's wrestling to get their perspective. And sometimes they agree with me. Sometimes they disagree with me. So we're going to have a bunch of fun talking to them. I'm looking forward to that. So they're going to join us in about a half an hour's time if you're watching us live. And this was just a last minute edition. Very excited for this. Uh, we tried to get him on earlier this week, but uh, schedules kind of got wonky. But we're happy to announce that Darius Carter is going to join us at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Great dude. Wonderful wrestler. My goodness. Uh, looking forward to having a chat with him. Uh, SP3, Darius Carter, come on. What happened? How did we do it? 
I, Darius Carter is a hard man to, to get on anywhere. Uh, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. One of the best heels in the business today. You might, if you, if you haven't known about him before today, I can't wait for him to be on the show because you will see why he is one of the more knowledgeable wrestlers in the game today. Just how much, you know, history he knows. I saw him just put a tweet out to, uh, Kate talking, giving her suggestions of Billy Robinson matches as one of his inspirations. So can't wait to talk about who's the wrestlers that inspire him. He's got big matches with Janai Kai this weekend coming up on Saturday in Brooklyn, New York, over here on the East Coast. So got a lot to discuss with Darius. Plus, uh, uh, one one of the WWE Hall of Famers has been shouting him out on social media. So we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah, looking forward to that conversation. There's there's a lot on there. I mean, I want to talk to him about that uh Billy Robinson and Jumbo Saruta match that he loves so much. Yes. So there's going to be some good stuff. Uh, I, I, I'm just looking forward to it. This is a guy who has been on everyone's radar without being on anyone's radar. I think it's a very interesting case for Darius. And um, I want to get his, I want to get his thoughts. I want to get him. I, I want to let him cook as they say. Let's go. Indeed. <laughs> one of the one of the best, my like I said, one of my favorite wrestlers in the world today. Number one forty nine, Mister One Forty Nine on the PWI five hundred. So we'll look forward to that at eleven thirty a.m. Eastern. He'll be joining us. Uh, we have so much to talk about. We will get in the weeds with everybody now. If you want to get in on the weeds with us and you got a few ducats to share, you can go ahead and join us with a super chat. Any amount of your question or statement read on the air, and also let's face it. It allows you to allow us to pay the contributors here on Fightful Overbook that are not named Joel, Jeremy, or Kate. And that's usually a pretty good deal if you ask me. So uh, go ahead, donate Super Chat. Very much helpful. I'm very much appreciative of that. And if you are wanting to go a little bit further, go ahead and drop a thumbs up here and subscribe to the channel because that is the free way. And everyone loves free, right? Free 99 gets you in the door, gets you keeping them staying, going, all the stuff. That gets you excited about wrestling. SP3, we got to talk about Seth Rollins. Is Seth Rollins ruining his World Heavyweight Championship already? Not not him specifically, but is his booking ruining his World Heavyweight Championship? We know that uh, there is an open challenge on Monday. He defended the title a couple weeks ago. He's going to defend it again at Money in the Bank. He's defending the title next Tuesday on NXT against Braun Breaker. There's a lot of uh, a lot of world heavyweight championship defenses coming up for one Seth freaking Rollins. Is this a good thing? Is this helpful for the title? Is this detrimental to a new title? What do you think? What are we doing? It's a very interesting scenario because I know there's going to be a section of the audience watching that feels that him making all of these defenses is building up the credibility and the prestige of this championship. There's also going to be another side of the argument that says it's just going along with what Triple H said in his opening promo, which I have pointed out here <laughs> before that it, there was a lot of stuff that contradict each other. Yes, Triple H said the title would be defended anywhere, anytime around the world. He also said this would be the title for the brand that Roman Reigns is not on. So by having him go to another brand, are you diluting all of this, the title? And the fact of the matter is my biggest issue with the World Heavyweight Championship right now is that it doesn't feel like anyone is fighting 
to get this championship. It doesn't feel like we are building a credible challenger for Seth Rollins for this championship. Open challenges are great at establishing kind of a workhorse title or a mid-card title. You've seen that in 2015 with John Cena, and John Cena through his open challenge kind of reformed how people viewed his career. You saw this in Seth Rollins in 2018, where he really made the Intercontinental Championship feel like the number one title on Monday Night Raw at a time when Brock Lesnar wasn't on the show that often. But I don't know if this is the same type of situation because you're trying to build this title to be the equal of Roman Reigns the equal of the undisputed WWE Universal Championship when it's really the third world title at the time. Now we just have two world championships. So that's one thing, one problem that they have kind of uh, solved quote unquote. Uh, but but you need people to kind of fight and want this championship. It feels very arbitrary that Seth Rollins puts out an open challenge. You accept the open challenge. It doesn't matter what happened the week prior. It doesn't matter if you lost the week prior. You can get you can get a shot at the title. Braun Breaker challenges Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins accepts. This is Braun Breaker who's coming off of a huge loss to Carmelo Hayes at Battleground and hasn't won since losing to Carmelo Hayes at Battleground. And he's getting a shot at the championship. Finn Balor just calls out his history with Seth Rollins. Rollins. It did not matter that he just lost to Seth Rollins in the tournament to determine the world heavyweight champion. And the fact of the matter is, I think that is great and it's smart on WWE's part to put Seth Rollins on NXT as an attraction. And I'm sure that next week's NXT is going to be the highest rated or one of the highest rated of the whole entire year. But you're, you're really riding a slippery slope here of what's stopping someone from SmackDown to say, Roman hasn't been here for two weeks. I'm challenging Seth Rollins. There is no thing stopping that now. Like, they, you have opened up Pandora's box, in my opinion, with this. So <laughs> the part where you said, we're giving you this title because Roman Reigns isn't going to defend it elsewhere. I, I just, I love the idea that it's just like, well... He ain't gonna be anywhere but Friday, so you can defend it. Like, go to go to Impact, go go to <laughs> Thursday nights, go defend the title there. It's it's true though. It is a little uh, annoying to watch this whole thing kind of materialize because you're trying to set up the title with uh, with open challenges, which again, like like you said, it doesn't it doesn't do anything other than make you wonder how do the people how do they figure out who's getting the open challenge? You know, are you gonna show me this isn't this is an old Wade Keller trope where it's like, are you gonna show me the backstage where everyone's running towards Gorilla and trying to like beat each other? So actually like NXT a few weeks ago, yeah, when Wesley was doing the open challenge and they had everyone brawling in, on the way. That I loved that because it really did show not just what happens, quote unquote, backstage when it happens. But it also shows the sense of importance and urgency that comes with an open challenge. That stuff I love. Doing it every single week with your heavyweight championship, with your main championship, that feels not great to me. That just, it feels like you're, I don't want rankings. I'm seeing that in the chat. No, I don't want rankings. But I want the winning, I want the winning uh, challengers to make sense. I want to be able to look at, the stories that are being told and the matches that are being had and be like, Oh yeah, absolutely. This guy's racking up wins. This guy deserves a championship match. I don't need eliminator matches. I don't need rankings. Typically rankings are just like 
They're just there. But what I want to see are more people getting opportunities based on the victories that they're racking up. Uh, like you said, Balor lost in the first – was the first round or the second round? Se- uh, semifinals. It, it was, was the semifinals. semifinals. Yeah, so he yeah. lost in the semifinals of that tournament. That doesn't mean he's completely – uh, disqualified from ever challenging again. Rather, he should probably rack up a couple of singles wins that make sense in building your way to that championship uh, match. I, I want to say opportunity, but that's way too WWE. Um, way too WWE speak. I'm used to that too, but anyway. Yeah, you got to build up challengers is really what it comes down to. And they're not doing that. Once in a while, an open challenge is great. I would say once a month, if you do an open challenge, that's cool. But set... And by the way, I'm also not advocating for Seth not wrestling on the show. I think Seth yeah. should absolutely wrestle, if if not weekly, then at least every other week uh, to set something up. does not have to be a, a championship match every time. It could be a non-title match. It could be a tag match or a six-man tag match. Like, as long as your champion is active on the program, that's good. Doing it for a title every single week kind of devalues the prestige and also kind of demeans the, the importance of of having that title available to be used as more than just a prop, you know, some you should really want to challenge for the title, you sh- but you shouldn't automatically get it because you ask for it. That's kind of a dumb WWE babyface trope that happens from time to time where they just like, oh, you want it? Okay, sure, you got it. You know, yeah, and, and, baby face. and they were having Seth Rollins play the right balance of he's still the same visionary character that he was as a heel, but he's doing the baby face thing of, okay, you want to challenge, you get it. You get one, you get it. He's, he's Oprah giving out cars. Like, he's just like, you want a championship match? Sure. You want a championship match? There you go. But it's really feeling like you have, like, the NBA playoffs where these teams win games to get to the playoffs and then they battle it out between each other and this is more like a street ball game where you have a team that got to the court first then another team comes and they play and then another person outside the court is saying i got next i got next (laughs) like yes you're probably playing the same amount of intensity in the games that you're playing whether it's nba playoffs and it's a higher level with the nba playoffs than just a street ball game but you're probably working as much and as hard to stay on the court but it feels like two different levels there's levels to this with the undisputed wwe universal championship and the world heavyweight championship and the way they're going about it it's not making can it feel like this is the title that is going to be on the level of Roman Reigns title in six months to a year from now? It just doesn't feel like it yet. And I don't think they're going about it the right way. Someone in the chat asking, is the world title no longer a Raw-only world title because it can be put on the line and on a brand? This is the first time they're going outside the brand with it, with the NXT match next week. Uh, honestly, I don't think it's – I still think it's a Raw title. It's a Raw-exclusive title. Whether or not they face Raw superstars is another question. Uh, or it could also be foreshadowing that when he comes up, Braun Breaker is going to be on Raw, which I don't hate. Uh, I just it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make enough sense for me to continue wanting to see this happen. If he, you know what, if they canceled the open challenge on Monday and had Seth versus Braun on Tuesday, like I would probably not be as annoyed by the way that this is playing out because at least I get fighting champion. I get that that's the trope, but it's not useful when it's like, uh, you're not Ric Flair. It's not 1970, whatever. Like it's, 
You're not and it's these these are televised events every single time. It's not like, you know, jet flying and all that stuff and style and profile. You are you're on TV and and there is such a thing as oversaturation of both the title and the performer. So, it just it feels really strange uh to be doing this over and over again. With that said, they're going to pop a rating next Tuesday. It's going to be Seth Rollins versus Braun Breaker. I'm sure the match will be fine. Seth is going to lead Braun through a, a pretty good match that will make Braun look good and hopefully get him a little bit closer to that main roster uh, development and main roster push that, that Braun Breaker is, is getting closer to deserving. I think this heel run of his, first of all, the beard is just mm, much better. I'm glad he grew a full beard. He looked like a Dominican pastor when he came out last night in the suit with the chain around his neck. With that the tan. Oh, oh, that tan. The Hogan double tan, brother. Someone told someone got in his ear in Florida and said, you really want to be a heel. You got, I know exactly who it was, too. Uh, anyway, he's not important. So the <laughs> breaker, heel, this heel Braun breaker, it's working better for me. I, it's gotten a lot better. I don't really care for the I hate the fans because they never really loved me. I think that's kind of obnoxious because they clearly did love him. Uh, yeah. They clearly like, did. I, I don't like that when it's very false. It feels very empty when you when you say it in that way. If you just said they turned on me, that would be more accurate. Instead of they never, they never love me, and and I, I think I've heard him sometimes kind of refer to that they they turned on him because he was on top for too long. But it needs to be kind of the established canon of his new character instead of them flip flopping from week to week. And it's funny because I'm thinking like the the people who had a problem with him are the same you know, 200 people that are in that room in Florida every single Tuesday night. And then there are people on the internet who, you know, this is funny. There's a, there's a team that talks NXT uh, every, every Tuesday night after the show, one of the post shows that I'll listen to once in a while. And they're like, when he was champion, I had to go back and remember who the NXT champion was. So there are certainly, uh, there are certainly pockets of people who were like, Ron Breaker is whatever. And I get that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to Braun and Seth. I have no idea who the open challenge participant is. I have my theories. They're going to be in Cleveland. Logan Paul's coming back. It ain't Logan Paul. No. But there's another guy from Cleveland that they were showing vignettes for a couple weeks ago. And I think you and I are on the same page here. Who do you think it is, SP3? Johnny Wrestling. I think I think that would be the best way to bring him back. And it would be the very WWE way of popular babyface comes back, comes in, and loses a hard-fought matchup. It's pretty much how they introduce Sami Zayn to the WWE main roster audience when he came up from NXT to challenge John Cena for the U.S. Championship. And it can work. It can work very well. I would love for them to kind of build him up for that but coming back and getting the shot against Seth Rollins you know that's going to be a banger of a matchup you saw their chemistry during the elimination chamber earlier this year it should be a great matchup but I'm very interested in Logan Paul coming in next week because do you think that we're going to see Logan Paul you know just come out and maybe set something up for SummerSlam or do you see Logan Paul maybe injecting himself into money in the bank so I see the latter but the problem is as a train goes by anyway <laughs> lift 17 floors up and still the trains are audible up here it's weird I can't explain it this building is structurally sound except for the trains 
Anyway, uh, the Money in the Bank stuff. I can see him coming back to be like, I'm the Money in the Bank. I could also see them saying something like, we're going to do uh, a seventh and eighth competitor because Money in the Bank has had eight competitors in it before. It's, they yeah. did the All-Star one that had eight. Uh, I'd rather they stick to six. And also, again, if they're going to include him, then that gives someone like Bronson Reed an excuse to be like, I beat all these other guys, so I want a last chance match. Ricochet, you know, give me Ricochet Nakamura and me in a triple threat, and the winner gets the spot. Uh, but then we're also down to seven at that point, so Drew McIntyre needs to come back. <laughs> yeah, this is what you really want. I've been seeing yep. you push this agenda. You really want seven Drew McIntyre in this matchup. Reports are getting closer and closer, and the WWE just announced him for the Special Olympics appearance at the end of June. So, or Yeah, the end of June, 17th. So, uh, listen, they're getting closer. They're getting closer. They're getting there. They're getting yeah. there. They're getting there. I mean, I w- I don't mind seeing it, and I think that Drew McIntyre would be a great challenger, a great uh, potential opponent and rival for Seth Rollins in his current role. Where I I, I we ma- I made the mef- the reference that Seth Rollins is basically the multiverse Joker. He's the Joker of the multiverse. That's the good guy, and now he's just fi- trying to find his Batman, the heel Batman, to go across from him. And someone like Drew McIntyre kind of. Fits it's the bill or Dijak. Dijak got the voice. But uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre would kind of fit the build for that. And I think that it would be an interesting rivalry for sure. But I mean, I'm sorry. If we're not going to get Dominic Mysterio winning money in the bank, Logan Paul is the next best thing. Logan Paul missed the money in the bank. And then he only shows, he still shows up on his part-time schedule. So you never know when he's coming out, when he's going to cash in. That's something different with money in the bank, you know, that we haven't really seen. We saw it with Brock Lesnar, but that only lasted a month. I want this to be a multi-month thing of we never know when Logan Paul is going to return. We'll sometimes get the graphic. Oh, he's going to, he's returning this week. Will he cash in money in the bank? And that's an instant draw. Every time he's coming back and coming on the show, when you promote him, they're going to be like, is this the night he's going to cash in money in the bank? And then there's certain nights he just pops up out of out of nowhere like he did at Elimination Chamber. I think it would be very interesting and tell a a a well-told story with the fact that Seth is now the world heavyweight champion. And then you got Roman, who he also has history with, is the undisputed WWE Universal champion as well. So you have two champions that play off of Logan very well, as we've seen in his past two major matches. So I heard a theory about the Seth Rollins-Finn Balor match that I kind of liked and I want to bring to your attention. They've been teasing the Finn and Damian Priest kind of tension lately on raw what if damien priest ends up winning the briefcase and he holds it for an hour while finn balor beats up seth or gets beat by seth and it's all just a red herring for damien priest to come out and win the title and then they're all together everyone's happy again they're a unified judgment day but down the line, maybe Balor or Priest turn on each other because of the title. Uh, but for now, it's just renewed interest in having that title in the camp of, of Judgment Day. I got the even better thing that plays off of this is Damian Priest is right now my pick out of the people that's in the matchup. Because I feel like I do want, my my heart wants LA Knight to win. But my head thinks that the more logical pick in this is Damian Priest due to the ongoing story with Finn Balor. So what if you have, you know, Seth beat Finn 
and win, and he retains the World Heavyweight Championship, but he's beat down, he's injured, because uh, Balor this time does the buckle bomb, you know, the barricade bomb to him, he has the hurt shoulder, like, like similar to what they told in that tournament semifinal matchup, and then Damian Priest comes out, he's about to cash in Money in the Bank, but Balor stops him. Balor stops him because he's like, no, I won't let you beat the guy that just beat me. I need to be the guy to beat Seth. It's his selfishness because that's the kind of the, the underlying story they're telling. And they're doing it in a good way because they're not really making it right in our face. But it's the underlying story of, of Finn's personal vendetta with Seth Rollins is basically clouding his judgment in the judgment day. And then you have him kind of be in the way and prevent Damian Priest from cashing in money in the bank or Damian cashes in and Finn is the person that causes him that. Like there is so many different stories to go about it that can play out in this one night. I do like it. There's, there are so many ways that they can play this out. The Logan Paul thing. I mean, really, what if it's just leading to Logan and Cody Rhodes? <laughs> Come on, you talk about dream feuds. You talk about dream feuds. Logan Paul and Cody Rhodes, give it to me. Give it to me. Probably not going to go that route because we have to do uh, the Brock match again. But, I mean, listen, Cody, Cody and Logan, that's a match that someone wants to see, I'm sure of it. This guy. Oh, okay, we found one. I'm sure there's someone in the back of WWE who's also like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, maybe they're listening. And maybe they're just like, didn't think about it till now, but now it's got to happen. <laughs> Not bad now. Bring that up. Uh, anyway, a few minutes from now, we're going to have Stephanie Hypes and Chrissy Love from uh, sorry, <clears throat> from Serving Faces and Heels on True Heel Heat. They're going to join us. They're going to talk about uh, everything in women's wrestling, including the new titles, women's money in the bank. We're going to talk about that as we start to wrap our, our men's money in the bank conversation and logan paul conversation uh seriously who's logan paul gonna go after is he gonna go after johnny gargano Ooh, an all cleveland matchup that would be that would be interesting but i feel like logan paul has kind of set the bar very high for himself as far as who he faces unless we see maybe a reunion of logan paul and the miz and they go for kevin owens and Sami Zayn. So I had that in my head, and if it's not Sammy and Kevin, then it could be Logan and The Miz going up against a returning Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. The Ciampa return is is another thing that's on the horizon, and we could see that as early as Monday as well, because you know he was at Raw uh, a couple of weeks ago when they were in New York, uh, in upstate New York. So there is a possibility that we see that return happen as well. But in terms of the the open challenge that Seth is laying down, I don't see why it wouldn't be Johnny Gargano. That's a big return. That's a big opportunity for them. Uh, Logan Paul just feels like a big red herring for this particular thing. But now it also feels like they'll kind of be intertwined, Seth and Logan, uh, kind of moving forward. You have him come out. I'm sure he'll cut a promo. I'm sure he'll call somebody out. But then what? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah, it's very interesting him coming back, you know, with just a few weeks before Money in the Bank. And, you know, we heard rumors as far back as when he first left after WrestleMania that the, probably the next time we would see him is Money in the Bank. And I know that started a bunch of people on social media saying they wanted to see uh, Logan Paul win the Money in the Bank ladder match. And yes, to, to Ryan in the chat and everybody else, yes, I like to see the world bird. I'm an agent of chaos, ladies and gentlemen. 
it. I love chaos in wrestling. And I love things that I know is going to piss off a lot of different people. That's why my, my Twitter account, that's why the YouTube channel I'm on is called True Heel Heat. I love me a true heel. And Logan Paul is that. And I'm just saying, it's something different. I want something different from this year's Money in the Bank or tell a proper story after the last couple of years of Money in the Bank where they have really diluted the whole point of the briefcase, which is putting over someone new or creating a nice little story element out of it. They have not done that in the last couple of years. I need that back. And I'm saying Logan Paul winning Money in the Bank, Damian Priest winning Money in the Bank, even someone like LA Knight winning Money in the Bank. Those are interesting uh, proposals. But I do say that this men's Money in the Bank ladder match is probably the most interesting lineup of guys that they've had in a men's Money in the Bank in a long time. And I think it's the one of the only times, if not the only time, they haven't had a former champion in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. So clearly it's Logan Paul versus Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship. Why not? Let's Why not? Who who wouldn't want to see him get take those chops? Come on. And then somehow escape with the victory and be the first man to pin Gunter in how long? In almost a year? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> on the main roster. He would be the first guy. First yeah, guy on the first main guy. roster. And then and then he would have to face Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> That'd be Dragunov's first fight is Logan Paul. That's going to confuse a lot of people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you go with the Logan Paul stuff. Feels like he'll be on the top of the card, but also I don't hate the idea of him getting a new best friend to take on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Once upon a time, him and his brother were kind of in conversation to face the Usos, given what had happened at Crown Jewel last year. I wouldn't hate them going back to that, to to Jake and Logan. I don't think it'll happen because Jake has a, a fight at SummerSlam the same night. So I think it's the Nate Diaz fight is that night. So probably not going to ditch that. He's going to be uh, a little busy that night. But I think there's still room for Jake and Logan Paul to team up. I don't think Jake takes to it as as much or, or as well as Logan Paul does. So uh, we'll see. There, there's The money in the bank option works. I think a lot of people would be would be frustrated, but some would understand why they're doing it for the reasons you laid out in that he, he comes and goes as he pleases. And it does add a layer of, you know, will he, won't he people are saying KSI KSI doesn't seem to want to do WWE stuff. He didn't enjoy it as much as everyone else. Plus I think he like broke himself in half on the table spot (laughs) to each their own. Anyway, KSI and Logan Paul versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. I'm here for all of this. I'm here for it. But it would make sense for uh, Logan Paul to go back after Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens because that was the rivalry that introduced him to the WWE universe back at uh, WWE uh, WrestleMania 37. So makes a lot of sense. That was the uh, Kevin Owens was the person who stunned him at that show. So you got a lot of history that you could play off there. Yeah, and I love it. So with that in mind, let's shift our focus over to the women. Uh, as promised, it's 10.30. It's 10.31 if you're if you're a stickler like I am. Uh, joining us from True Heel Heat, serving faces and heels, we've got the one and onlys, Stephanie Hypes here and Miss Chrissy Lover here. Hey, how are hey. you guys doing? Hi, what's up, y'all? Hey, Good morning. Good morning. Good to see y'all. How are you? We're doing great. How are you doing? I'm okay. Just here, you know, working. I miss Chrissy. Thank you. I used to just work attire, you know, got to... I oh, look at fancy. Look at the hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Got her How hair are you did. all doing? <laughs> Fantastic. It's good, good to have y'all. This good. is a good 
a good thanks excuse. for having us thanks for yeah. having us yes SB3, so excited. Uh, he did the leg work i just kind of showed up and and that <laughs> got to you here so, i guess listen let's just get it right off the bat who is winning the women's money in the bank match i'll, I'll start with you stephanie well, I have a theory myself. So obviously we just ha- saw a promo with Charlotte Flair saying she doesn't wait in lines uh, for title matches and she was <sighs> given a title match and there's clearly a very frustrated Bianca Belair. And somehow I feel like Bianca may end up the last woman in that Money in the Bank match. Ooh. Ooh. That's actually a good call. And if she is in that Money in the Bank match, I'm calling Bianca Belair. If she is not, I call Becky. Mm. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm listening, Chrissy. Let's, let's um, who are our picks again? We have Zoe. We have Zelina. Zelina's not winning. Um, we have um, uh, uh, Bailey wow. Eosky. Bailey. Okay, see, I had my wow. My, come on, Stephanie. Let's just let's be honest, friend. Like to stop the bullshit. Oh, Zelina's had a like a good little push <laughs> though. She's had a good little push, right? But let's just keep it, let's just say spades or spades, friend. Like, she's going to be great to be, like, tossed around. And she's a great wrestler. I just don't think that is her time right now. Let's just be really be honest with ourselves. Like, we have to be like children. It's like, just stop. So, love her to pieces. I think she's awesome. She had a great shine at Backlash. However, this is... Okay, can you see her running around with the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase? Go. She would be great. She has character work, actually. I think she'd be great with the Money in the Bank briefcase. But to your point, it is not her time right now. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. I digress. It's fine. Now, friend, um, I really think that Bailey or Io could be really, really good at this. If Bianca or Becky, I I don't see... Becky winning Money in the Bank. I don't. I. I honestly can tell you, and I love Becky. I'm a Becky stan, but I don't see her winning this. I feel like the thing with Trish and and Zoe is going to be a little bit far longer than this whole money, and I think they're going to make her lose. I think. Yeah. I feel like Trish is going to be some type of factor to not let her win. So I. I'm putting my money on either Bailey or Io. I'm going to probably go. Io. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you have a thought as to who would be that last competitor in the match? I'm, I wouldn't be mad at B- Bianca being there because you need another strong woman to be a, a, an anchor for the other women to make them, you know, look. Yeah. Like I was strong. saying, they kind of need a powerhouse. Right. You need a strong uh, and I think, woman and and I think Piper's out. 
Uh, Raquel's a possibility. Oh, you need a big girl. You probably need a tall, big girl. You need yeah. a big girl. And I think yeah. Piper's out right now. So it would be Raquel. Bianca is not, not right, a big Raquel, girl, no, per se, but she is a strong girl. And I think she would fit that mold really well. Yeah, so. I think Bianca would be the best pick, to be honest. I don't yeah, think I do. Raquel needs to be here right now. Let, yeah. yeah. There's you a reason at- doing the Charlotte Flair Oscar match before Money in the Bank. Correct. I'm assuming. Because uh, everyone's like, why isn't it on Money in the Bank? Which is a great question. Uh, so there be. has to be a reason. It really should there has be. to be some reason. There's, think- there's two reasons. One one is that because they're having the show in the UK on the Friday, they need to push the yeah. extra tickets. And that's a big money match to have the crowd Got come for the night before as well. True. Yeah. Okay. And I also think that they already have their matches already planned that they're going to add because we still don't know what's happening with the bloodline. Right. Hopefully they make that right. matchup this, this Friday on SmackDown. They seem to be building Gunther and Matt Riddle for the Intercontinental Championship on Monday Night Raw. And we yeah. don't know when this title match for Zayn and Owens is going to happen after this Friday when the number one contender is decided in the gauntlet. Can we right. cuss on this show? I'm not going <laughs> to I, you know, I, I'm I, just, I, I look. I'm, I'm trying I'm to be respectful my... to Joel. I'm right. just trying to make sure. You're, you're fine. You're fine. We're we're 35. What the fuck are we here. doing with Rhea, the other <laughs> the other women's champion, who has the better belt at this point in time and what present? The, like, right. you know, the, like much better belt at this point. But what the fuck are we doing with her? Yeah. Besides her being wrapped around Dominic's ass. Like, what are we doing? I mean, I'm fine with her being wrapped around his ass. I just feel like that she needs to be wrapped around someone else's ass to, you know, so she can be dominant and beat them. Correct. Do you you believe either of you, or really all three of us uh, sitting in this, or four of us, do you believe that there is a strength in Rhea's championship, you know, uh, her, her championship reign? in her just being the way she is now where no one wants to step to her and everyone. Just- yeah. I like, I like this though. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm here for her being dominant and no one wants to step up to her. I mean, let's, let's just kind of be honest. Like who can we credit, who credibly can like step that up to her that's on raw right now. Me. Yeah. That is Natty, realistic to Natty with like, brown I'm okay. I actually appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh I appreciate that Rhea is actually able to (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that Rhea can actually interact with the men and hold her ground. I actually love that. I just also would like to see her interacting in the women's division. And I'm sorry, but if Zelina can step up to her, Natalia can step up to her, and yeah, whoever steps up may lose. But if you're in the women's division and you are a pro wrestler, I'm sorry, superstar, then I feel like you just need to be like, oh, like, I'm going to try. Like, why would every, what, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. them being scared just doesn't make sense to me. I can see people being uh, hesitant, but mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single woman in that locker room should be like, I want a chance at this. Like, I got to try. Like, you know what I mean? Like, something. But they don't even have her talking to the women in the locker room. They don't have her interacting with any women in the locker room. And I'm like, you're the women's division leader and you're not even dealing with the women's division at all. I would rather see Rhea dealing with the women's division and have her in the storyline with Dominic and Finn and whoever else. Like she, she has the talent to do both and Ross hours long. I feel like they can find some time for her to do both. (laughs) I'm just saying. You feel like they're not letting her shine basically as she should women's champion let her I don't, have her do a fucking open challenge for all i care 
whatever it might be. Like, do you know what I mean? You do have a great, a great point because I did the math. Do you know that Rhea Ripley has been in singles matches for a total of 11 minutes since WrestleMania? A total of 11 minutes through a matchup on Raw. I think she placed Dana Brooke, the 69 seconds with Natalia, and the seven oh, minutes yeah. she went with at Backlash against Zelina. So, so literally out of that 11 minutes, a good two thirds of it is Zelina Vega's matchup right. at Backlash. And yeah. really, she hasn't been in a feud because the Zelina no. Vega Rhea Ripley feud was more of a offshoot of LWO Correct. versus Correct. Judgment yeah. Day. Right. The right. Natalia feud was literally non-existent besides it Natalia, was Natalia walking very a promo on her phone and posting it on Twitter. <laughs> and walking very slowly literally. to the ring to save Dana Brooke. <laughs> um, so I there know. hasn't even been... She pulled a Rhea Ripley. Yeah. No, she pulled a Rhea Ripley though. Remember Rhea like, came out to save Bianca and like took her sweet ass time. Did the whole <laughs> entrance stomping everything and they were like come on girl and she's like oh yeah <laughs> let me get up there. and the ref's like come on we're running out of time come on no but like my thing is not reinteract with the men and because uh, some people have said oh maybe they're building to you know, her versus one of the men and i'm like if you want her to do that you should have had her go after the intercontinental title like China did, or the U.S. title, yeah, you know, whatever like it might be. Like be. She should have went after that yeah. and left the women's title to somebody else then, because like, I'm fine with all that. I'm not saying I don't want her to do that. But you, if she's going to hold the women's division title, she needs to be interacting at some point with the women's division. And that's what's really interesting to me, and I, I've had this conversation since before the Royal Rumble when people were sitting and saying, you know, Rhea's got to win it, Rhea's got to win it. And I said, Why? She's nowhere to be found in the women's division. She is dominating the men's, you know, side of things. Let yeah. her do, like Stephanie just said, like let her do the China thing. Let her let her go off and, and challenge men. But of course, WWE and intergender wrestling is a whole other conversation that we're not. Yep. They don't right? they're not let, they don't want to do it. They, sure. I don't know. It's weird because they keep teasing it. Like they had Jax do some. They have Rhea every now and punching body. I'm sorry, but the one money match I want to see is Solo Skoa versus Rhea Ripley. Like, I just want to see it go yeah. down. Yeah. I, I do. Like, every time they do that face-off, I'm like, come on, pop or Solo. <laughs> do something. <laughs> like, I just want them to scrap. And people and- are like, men can't hit the women. I'm like, look. They, they practice beast, right? all the time in, in the performance. And I'm like, yep. Correct. They do this. Like, they take bumps from the guys all the time. So you train us. But you don't want me to entertain with them. I'm there's confused. Only, there's only one guy that they allow to touch the women on screen, and he's currently out with a bacchiotomy. So you won't be seeing Randy Orton anytime soon versus Rhea Ripley. That's yeah. the only guy. He's the only guy who's ever been allowed to interact with women physically. And I've never understood it. And that little dude. Who was that little dude that was a Carmella? Oh, uh, oh Reggie? Reggie. No. Reggie. Oh, yeah, for Reggie. I was talking about the other guy. Oh, no, the white guy. Ellsworth, yeah. Ellsworth, Ellsworth. thank Ellsworth. you. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I forgot his name. Sorry. No, said, white guy right. We I can't just, call him Reggie no more. That's his slave name. His name is Scripps now. Sorry. His real name is Scripps. <laughs> <laughs> he said. He said. He said his people. His people call him I that. Fig- I figured that he, since Dana Brooke is back on NXT, they were kind of like reinvent. Like he needs something, and maybe that would spark. I know we're going way off track. 
but maybe that would attract people to watch more of NXT. Maybe if you know, no, okay, fine. No, no, no. Dana okay. Brooke, Dana Brooke ain't the person to, to, to attract people. To, I'm sorry. I, I, I think Dana Brooke shit. is no very problem. talented. I just don't think that they have highlighted the things that she is talented at. Did I don't think they have anything for her. That's the problem. They don't know what to do with her. Did y'all see that promo that she cut on NXT? She proved that she is perfect for NXT by cutting that promo. So correct. With that. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at the Raw Women's Division right now, and okay. to be honest, they are plagued with injury, with yes. people going out for yes. various reasons, whether it's pregnancy or they're in tag teams. There really is a like. Liv Morgan and and Rhea Ripley could have been the match for Money yeah. in the Bank, and, and that could have honestly out. been the plan. And it got outlined because she's injured. Injured. Like, yeah. The other problem with this, and I and I do recognize that. Like I know we're sitting here saying she's injured to the women's division. I know the other problem in that is that they haven't built everybody to a yes. point where it could be yes. like a realistic Challenger. challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, and I do understand that, and that is part of the issue, but. The way you book things and the promos and whatever, you can make it like even with Zelina at Backlash, her being in Puerto Rico and it being what it was, like you still had some hope for her, right? Like you're like, right, right. maybe she'll, you know, maybe she'll throw this. Up. Now, Rhea had just gotten the title up, Mania, so we all knew she wasn't dropping it, but you still had some hope. You still had some kind of like, oh, what if she actually pulls this off, right? Like, you know, who could Natty, have been not her? so much. Like, you knew she was going to just squash Natty for the most part. Because you know, unfortunately, that's where they throw Natty in. She has the name, she has the credibility, and it is what it is. So I'm like, you could do that. You could try and figure that out. Even if it's like Candice LeRae or like any of those. Uh, Nick, what's her name? Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Like any of the, like build something so it seems like weren't her and Nikki Cross like tag team partners at one point? Yep. Yep. They were doing they were champions. <laughs> they were the I'm like, they were the champions, right? Like I was like, you can make something out of that. If you really wanted to, like, and and, and you're just not doing it. There's a whole other can of worms on top of this, and that is you have Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. That's what I was going to say. If you didn't have uh, Shayna as her lap dog, we could be having a great match with Shayna and um, Rhea. But no, you want to have her as the lap dog for uh, uh, Ronda Rousey. She doesn't even have her own music anymore. She comes out. But they've been wanting to have. How dare you? Wanted to be tag team. You know I cannot stand Ronda. Two years, okay, Chrissy. And now they're tag team champions. Oh, please. So, so this please. is what it does, though, is that it takes all of these women who were formally available for a singles match, they've clumped them into tag teams, and it shows Dumb. that there's a general lack Dumb. of depth because of this. Yeah. And so Rhea doesn't have an opponent because everyone that she could face is currently being built in a tag team for a division that Ronda Rousey seriously or I'm going to not care about my job anymore. She hasn't cared about a job in years, so like I don't give Correct. a what we doing here. Well, you could have had, had Raquel Rodriguez challenge Rhea Ripley instead of being in a two minute nothing matchup against Shayna Baszler on this week's. There's Raw. literally like, she... history there. They're literally ex yeah. best friends. Like, what are you we said doing? Ex best friends, friend. Well, I mean, they're friends in real life, but they are ex best friends. Like, oh. what are we doing? What are they you doing? Go to that. They could still have Raquel step up to Rhea and be like, "You need someone for next week. I'm your guy." True. True. You know? yeah. And someone That's else. Also very women's, true. Uh, the women's side of the Money in the Bank match. Like I'm thinking, women's Money in the Bank, for instance. So I think um, you EO winning. So I've a lot about this because that last woman in the match 
could be a factor, and I do think it might be Bianca. Um, you know, obviously Becky's tied up with Zoe and Trish, so you know either Trish or Zoe are going to cause her to lose, right? Mm-hmm. Bailey and Io have obviously had this friction uh, between the two of them. Well, mostly on Io's side, I think. <laughs> um, but <laughs> and now that Dakota's not there, because she's and injured, Dakota's kind of leads to like right. You could actually use this to further their storyline. If Io ends up winning, I could see Bailey being super jealous, super mm-hmm. pissed. For her mm-hmm. doing the we won money in the bank and right. being like, no. Because yeah. <laughs> I think she said that in her promo, didn't she? She's like, if we win yeah. money in the bank, and Eos just like, what? Like, she's just <laughs> like, mm, no, no. But like, that would make it that funny, works. though. That would make it so good where, you know, then I would leave the feud for them two to now do something with each other. It is. And here's what I, if Eo does win, or Bailey, I, they keep bringing up on purpose, no woman's ever failed her cash-in. No woman's ever failed her cash-in. And I'm like, why do they keep repeating this? And I'm like, uh, well, I'm assuming whoever's getting it is going to fail their cash-in. And I can see oh. Bailey causing EO to lose. Got it. You oh. see, see, can and, see that happening. Did, does EO so, know her resume as the first woman to lose her cash-in, though? It furthers the feud, because I feel like if Bailey causes her to lose... Eo's gonna go the fuck off on Bailey. She's gonna think, go I think the that fuck off. Only that only works if Bailey is the Money in the Bank winner wins. and she's the first. Yeah, she wins and then she's the first. Wins it twice because I feel like right? WWE needs to learn from lessons that having mm-hmm. Damian Sadow <laughs> cash in and lose did irreversible damage to him. But yeah. he wasn't the first to lose. Mm-hmm. The reason that they, who did they have first to lose his cash in? John Cena, because it did not hurt John Cena at all. Right, right, right. This is true. And Bailey won money in the bank before. Right, yeah, it wouldn't right. hurt her. She'd be the first woman to win it twice. Correct. But exactly. he would be the first one to fail the cash in. You're right. You're right. Second, See, SP, really, this is why. Who's the second Carmel- one? Carmelo. Carmelo won it. She no, won it we're not going to talk about the Carmela <laughs> incident, okay? Well, you're brought up James Ellsworth, so now we got to right. talk about why he's invoked <laughs> in this whole conversation. I will. I will push back though on the the whole like commentary talking about no one's ever failed at the cash in. They did that last year too, and clearly that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So it. I, I. I will add though. It feels like this year more than other years they're putting more emphasis on the women's money in the bank. Because this is going to be the first year since the first year with uh, with Carmella, where the woman holds it for longer than twenty four hours. I hope so. I, Please, I it feels I like they're sitting on that, and they are like, going. Let's to have a story with the with the. Like, don't get me wrong. I was at Money in the Bank live last year. It was absolutely insane when Liv won it, and then she cashed in for that title, and it was a wonderful moment moments uh, for her. And the crowd absolutely ate it up, um, including myself. I was literally crying. Uh, but even though it's very impactful and, and, and whatever, I just I would love to see just a good story with the briefcase, which is kind of why I was like, if Becky had it, I know she'd make a good story out of it. Doesn't necessarily need it with the few she has going on. I feel right. like Bailey and Eo would benefit from it so much more. Um, and of course, if they end up adding Bianca. It's all about the, you know, trying. You can't cut the line type thing, um, and that's her way of cutting the line. 
is by winning that briefcase. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways they can go. It all, again, it really factors on that last woman that uh, ends up in that mat, I feel like. Do you think they'll do a loser of that women's title match on SmackDown the night before joins the field? Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair. Shut up, <laughs> I still that is the, one of the greatest moments in, in Excuse WWE me? women's wrestling history. Yes. Visit me and Excuse That's been that's been replayed in my head. I still hear it <sighs> to this day. It is the most disliked WWE YouTube video <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. It has like what makes 25k <laughs> thumbs down. And I think I was at least six of those somehow. I I, I cannot. <laughs> the honest. worst decision ever made in life. And I know you like to stir the pot, sir. But for me, as a Becky fan, I just I was like, you got to be shitting me. Like I was just. I, but that's what brings good heat because he knew that that would piss everyone off. He knew that that would make everyone upset, and he knew how the crowd would react because again, she was one of those people that was like just shoved down our throats. So therefore, this will piss everyone off. It's great heat. I'm here for it all. I got a super chat here from our pal Kate saying, hell yeah to these ladies. Love that you're here. And it's good to have you two here. Let's uh, very, very quickly as we kind of talk about, we'll talk about the titles in a second. But uh, Steph and and Chrissy, talk about the show that you guys do on True Heel Heat. Tell people what what y'all talk about there. You want to go or you want me to, you want to do it? Go ahead, Miss Ma'am. Go ahead. Okay, so my tag team partner and myself, we talk about all women's wrestling from all platforms. We do it every other Sunday. Be there, be squared, friends. Um, and yeah, we just have a ton of fun. Uh, I can just tell you that Stephanie tries to like sugarcoat it and make it like the sweet part of it. And I'd be like, fuck no. Let's just be <laughs> honest. And let's just call a spade a spade. She'll that's, tell why you. Ma- that's why we make good tag team partners because. Right. I try and keep it positive and I try and be like, you know, Yay, no, I try and be nice about things or whatever. Yeah. Every now and then I'll go off. But yes. most of the time I'm like, you know, she tried. And Chrissy's like, that shit sucked. And I'm like, yes. Okay. She I'm said here it. for all the uh, it- Yes. I don't care. I'll take it. <laughs> um, so whatever. Look, the thing is, is that these women get so much shit from so many people constantly. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to think in general, our show it's just trying to hype them up and obviously right. talk about the things that frustrate us as fans, right? As yes, far as the women's yes. divisions go, things they're doing good, things they're doing poorly. And this is everybody, right? Yes, uh, yes. I, I, obviously, you guys know I'm a WWE girl, but Chrissy also watches AEW. So we'll talk about it. She updates me. I do watch <laughs> AEW for the women. So I sometimes I know what's going on. Sometimes I don't. Um, we have also added in Impact. Yes. I started watching that about four or five months ago. Um, and we will also talk about New Japan Stardom. and mm-hmm. Stardom. Yep. Uh, which, thanks to SP, uh, yes. you know, he'll be like, you got to watch this match. And we're like, yes, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we've also gotten fan suggestions about matches they want us to watch and kind of talk about as well. And we'll do that too. So it's just we try and talk about all things wrestling. Um, we are moms so uh, with full-time jobs so we don't always watch everything uh but right. we will watch highlights or we will go back and watch it later and we talk about it on our show most mostly it's the sunday morning it's a good time it's chill relaxed fun um sp is always in the background there to correct us 
yes. and or give us facts, which I appreciate. <laughs> he remembers everything in brain somehow, and I, I don't know how. I He's don't know how, but he does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, come see us on Serving Hills Sundays every other week. Um, this week it will be pre-recorded because it's Father's Day. Yes. So happy Father's Day to you, dads. Dad. Yep. Um. I'll be spoiling my husband uh, on Father's Day, so this will be a pre-recorded one this weekend. But yes, <laughs> love it. Before we get out of here with y'all, let's talk about those new women's titles. Yes. Who, who wants to start? We we've got Go ahead, Chrissy. So Chrissy has something to say. Just so y'all know, even yeah. on our show on Sunday, if you see her rocking like that, you just let her go off because I'm like, I'm gonna let her go. Okay, first go of ahead, all. Girl. I do not like the privilege that the guys are getting than the women. Paul H, whatever the hell you want to call your name right now. I don't feel like Adam Pierce was the person to present belts to the women when you, sir, gave the belts to both men and their time to shine. These were your creations. You are now the leader. You should take lead and be the leader. You should have been out there. You're the one that called and said, you signed off on these belts. You should have been the one to give them these belts. I don't care if it was scheduling. I know you're there. So don't give me that shit that you was not there. I know you're there. You're in the back somewhere. I feel like that it part. is a disservice to these women that you did not have the kahunas to come out and give these ladies their belts like you did the men. You were in Saudi. To Someone at Triple H. At Triple H. At him, please. You were cheesing, smiling ear to ear when you gave it to Seth. Then we made this big ass announcement and you were going to give the ugly belt to Roman. Like it's a carbon copy. Just change the colors and do all these things. And you gave it to Roman. <laughs> now you go and you have Oscar. Oscar was by herself. She came out there looking gorgeous and she got a carbon copy of a color change that my kid probably could have done designed better. Then you come out and give Rhea a beautiful belt. I mean, gorgeous. It's gorgeous. white. I mean, gorgeous. stunning. Gorgeous. Perfect. But then you let Adam Pierce give her her belt. I don't understand what is the, 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 the disconnect. There's something wrong with this. I think that they're deserving of changing of belts. I am so happy that we do have two different belts now. Why do we have to get a W belt again? We could have did some type of design. We could have went classic old school. The W was just washed away. I feel like it's like an updated uh, diva's belt now. It just looks just, it just, it's just, it's just like, just here, just shove this down your throat and be quiet. Like, what's next? The NXT? It looks like the NXT belt with just um, the, the say by the bell colors on the back of it now. It's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is, this, this is a disservice to the ladies. I'm very, very annoyed and upset with them because they keep doing the same BS. Like, why the women? do this and then the men get this. It's, it's, it, this is why we have the, the, the women's show because of shit like this. So, uh, amen. Uh, and <laughs> so my biggest issue was also why didn't Paul Triple H Levesque present the women with their new titles just like he did the men. Um, to me, that automatically tells me you don't give a shit. <laughs> Uh, right. I would have took Stephanie if anything. Like, like it, right. it I was like, it. why not surprise people and have Stephanie come out? Right. I would have I would have like, been pleased with that than having the lap dog Pierce. No, do. Look, I love Adam Pierce and everything. Like he does a great job at what he does, right. but I'm like, 
not taking if you're talking away. about presenting new belts to people, you want someone of stature. Not that Adam Pierce doesn't have that, but he's not at Paul Triple H Levesque levels uh, of importance in that company. And for me, I'm like, if you really want to uh, tell people like these are important, why aren't you the one presenting them to them or someone equal to you? And that's very frustrating. I love Rhea's belt. I, I love Seth's belt more than Roman's. I love Rhea's belt more than Asuka's. I just love that design. I think it's very pretty. That white strap, I think, just makes it pop. It's beautiful. Yeah. As a marketing strategist, the marketing strategist in me, I understand why they kept the gigantic fucking W. When you see it at you know the NBA Finals and you see it after the Super Bowl and you and you see a big W on football players' shoulders and baseball players and NBA players. Okay, so like, fine, fine, it pops. Fine. Okay, yes. It pops. And they do and you go, go crazy that for those is WWE right. belt on the Super Bowl champions, right? I you're get right. why they kept it. Okay, but my okay. thing is if you're going to go through the trouble of redesigning and getting a new belt, at least make it look a little different. Like sure, keep your gigantic fucking W, but let's like do something different with it. Like, why isn't it gold? Like, it, you know, plates. Oh, no, it's gold on it. It's, 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 a no, but like, kind of like similar to <laughs> Seth. Like, there's gold plates. Oh, it's got not it. Okay. Like, someone said <laughs> the book, like, burnt nacho cheese. Like, I'm just like, you deep know. Fried belt. Deep fried. That's what a deep it's fried belt. And I'm like, it looked it, like, it looked it like McDonald's, McDonald's look like hash brown. Yeah, just like they yeah. stuck yeah. that part in the fryer and said, this looks amazing. Uh, I'm just going to go the trouble of getting new belts. Let's just make them look a little different, both of them. And they did bare minimum with both Roman's and Oscar's belts. And I'm right. just like, okay. Right. Again, that's, I get the big awesome. W marketing. So I'm not going to criticize that as a marketing person. I get why WWE kept it. They still could make the belt look a little different. So whatever. Rhea's and Seth's belts are obviously elite. Oh, can't use that word. Uh, are um, a level <laughs> above uh, <laughs> the other two, um, in my opinion. But I am also very frustrated that Paul did not present belts to the women like he did with the men. Yeah. It's a good point. And it's something that people have start, kind of started to bring up over the last couple of weeks. It's, it's a point. It's, it's a true point, too. I mean, I don't know who else could have replaced Paul Levesque in this case. There was, there's no woman of authority in WWE anymore that would have made sense. Once upon a time, they would have had Sonya Deville do it, and then she probably would have asked for a title shot. But that's not the point we're trying to make here. There, <laughs> there should Deville's be the level of, of Adam Pierce. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Like, then it would have been Adam Pierce doing the Seth and Roman presentations, and then Sonya doing the Rhea and Oscar presentations if this had been like a year or two ago. So, so right. really, I'm just trying to say there's no one on the Triple H level who would True. make sense to come out there. But I agree with you that like Triple H has actually been out there. Right. And you know, people <laughs> are saying like uh, once upon a time, it would have been Stephanie. It would have been Stephanie McMahon. And then yep. people would have been like, I, as the creator of all women present to you, bestow upon <laughs> you. These I created these. The yes. creator of women's wrestling. I still creator of women. McMahon. The creator of women. <laughs> Creator of all women of all time, but I I I mentioned I mentioned this SB three. One thing about the the WWE big logo belts on SmackDown, the Roman Reigns belt could look a billion times better 
if they took the the WWE logo and instead of doing the the black diamond or whatever they pick, do the white diamond with that, and then mm-hmm. on Oscar Oscar's belt doesn't need to change. I love that. It would it just inverse the colors between the women's and the men's belt because you have those black yeah. leather strap and the white leather strap. Yeah. Just the, the coloring would have stood out better. That's the only thing I took away from those belts are the way they're going to look. And like 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 you said, Steph, they're going to be on the major sports teams championship mantles and on all the parades like the denver nuggets are about to get one unless will washington yeah. gets his way and they make a nuggets one with the title, <laughs> yes. Yes. which you know he's trying to do uh, god bless that guy but uh, but yeah that that's kind of the way that it goes is they take the big wwe title and like you said they, they ship them off to whoever wins the big uh, event and they say Can please yeah. put this on your next interview doc that's what it is yeah i mean and, and again it's an, a brilliant marketing strategy uh, and that's why I can't criticize why they kept it. I can criticize why they didn't change any fucking thing else. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, you know, it is what it is. I'm just glad because we we popped off about this on our show before as well about the branded titles for the women. And it sucks because their titles technically end if they had to switch the belts. And it's like, that sucks. You know, right. the, the men don't have to go through that. Uh, right. They switch brands. And I'm just glad that's a non-factor at this point. What are the yeah. official names? It's WWE Women's Championship and WWE World World Championship. Yeah, the yeah. World Belts are on Raw. The they're still calling them Undisputed on SmackDown, but <laughs> that's a whole other can of worms because every time that that anyone yeah, asks, I saw that. It's told, mm. <laughs> just, right, nobody knows. It's like it's like just go with it. It's fine. Just go with it. It's don't fine. worry about it. Don't ask questions. It's fine. It all makes sense. Like, why are they calling they're, they're going... the undisputed champion? I'm like, I don't, I don't. Well, the, but they're not I think saying they don't that. even know. They're WWE Women's Champion, but the belt yeah. itself says undisputed, and I'm like, because so... they got they got they got the same plate <laughs> from Roman, and they just made it smaller, and they were like, man, we gotta change though. We gotta take out a whole word. Nah. We don't need to take the text. We change the text. It's fine. Just wait for they won't notice. Don't worry about it. <sighs> All right, we got we, we, we got it. We got to keep moving. Uh, Stephanie, Chrissy, thank you so much. Please go ahead, plug your socials. We plug the show. Uh, plug your plug your plug your own stuff. Uh, <laughs> let's start with you, Chrissy. Go ahead. Uh, I am Miss Chrissy Love. You can find me every Saturday morning with SP as we do our flagship show, which is True Hell Heat, and then I'm with my tag team partner, which is over there uh we do servant face and heels on sunday so be there be square other than that you can check me on ig which is chrissy love underscore one or you can check me out on twitter which is true hill chrissy love awesome uh i am stephanie hypes you can find me on twitter at stephanie hypes ig at stephanie hypes with two s's like i said it's double the fun on instagram and you can find me on sundays every Sunday, excuse me, uh, <laughs> serving face and hills with my tag team partner Chrissy Love, SP in the back holding it down for us, keeping us on track. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you can eat randomly on shows like this and other places, but yep. um, I'm always up for a good combo. So find me. Thank you, uh, This was on- insane. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joel, for having us. And yes. SP. Have us back any other time. Let We'd love to bring you back. So yeah. please, please, please don't be strangers. We'll see you soon. And thanks again. This is awesome. Bye. No thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> SP3. My goodness. 
That was good. That was great. I love it. I love it. They, they are the best. They are the best. If you don't know, now you know. These two, uh, like I said, I always go to them about women's wrestling. They always keep me laugh, laughing and entertained. And they have such a unique perspective when it comes to their opinions on women's wrestling. Sometimes I agree with them. Well, I agreed with a lot of they said it on here. And then sometimes I don't, but it's always a good time with them. So I'm so glad we were able to have them on today. That, this was fantastic. This is a great way to start the morning. Uh, they are, th- listen, people in the chat are already putting them over as they should. Uh, go, go follow them on socials. You heard where they're, where they're available. If not, just rewind like 30 seconds and you'll find it. But, uh, yeah, man, that, that was, that was so much fun. And the best part about all of that is that I could just lay out and shut my mouth for a good solid 15 and <laughs> they have plenty to talk about. I don't have to worry. They, 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 they're pros. They're great. Just, I just had to like toss out a question, and I was like, "And now what happened?" <laughs> just, in, I was, I was entertained. I yes. entertained, and I was quite surprised that it was Stephanie before Chrissy who started cursing. That is a rare thing. Chrissy is usually the one that anytime I bring her anywhere, she's the kid that that says like goes to the auntie and be like, "Yeah, yeah, be be this." <laughs> But it was Stephanie this time, which means that Stephanie felt comfortable, and that's what I love to see. It's another reason to go check out True Heel Heat. It's a good channel. We we bring them up all the time. <laughs> Kate's saying we love it when Joel shuts up for a minute. <laughs> Listen, I get it. I get it, okay? like I spend so much of my week here talking about professional wrestling. The sound of my own voice dominates my own podcast lineup, and it bugs the shit out of me. So more people coming out and out of the woodworks and chatting – I'm all about it. Uh, in about uh, 20 minutes time, speaking of people coming and, and getting me to shut up, Darius Carter is going to be here. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk so much. Oh, God. I, you think he's going to talk about Tyrus? Oh, you know, you know I'm going to ask. If, if, he, if, he don't bring, <laughs> if he don't bring it up, we got to bring it up for ourselves because I've, I've said for years, Darius Carter would just be – a person that would draw eyes for NWA. So if they got the cojones, as we heard earlier, if you got the cojones, that's the guy you need on. And I know Kate, she she needs to stick around because I saw Darius giving her those Billy Robinson match suggestions. So stick around because we got Darius coming on. Yeah, very excited for that. Uh, before we had uh, Chrissy and Stephanie join us, Volovit sent a super chat saying, this is the most correct lineup. Speaking of the men's Money in the Bank lineup, almost everyone here deserves to be uplifted. Nakamura may be the only true veteran there to fill out the card. I, I agree with that. And again, we talked about the fact that uh, there are not any former world champions on that card right now on the Money in the Bank side of the men's. So this is a, this is a good time. Yeah, I, I like the lineups for for both matches right now. I think that the women needed like the the more established former champions like Bailey and Becky in there to get the entrance, make it feel like a big matchup. And then with the with the men's, you just have a whole bunch. Of, you have six really good workers uh, with unique characters that are just going to go at it, and it's very much kind of up in the air. I know the betting odds right now have L.A. Knight as a favorite. They got uh, Damian Priest as a dark horse, but we really don't know for sure who they would have won that matchup. I'm going to win it. I'm going to win that match. There you go. 
<laughs> there you go. All we got to do is threaten it, and something wild happens. We threatened Joel being at against all odds, and Alex Shelley won the Impact World Championship. So right. we're now threatening that Joel is going on a plane to the UK. He's going to show up at Money in the Bank, and he's going to pull a Brock Lesnar. As soon as LA Knight is near the briefcase, he's coming out. He's going to hit the Joel Pearl music, which is the theme song to In the Weeds. And <laughs> Tim comes <laughs> live. I bring Tim with me wherever I go, and Tim plays it live, one man band style. Just you just type it out right there, and I'm just like, yeah. I, didn't I can walk. see you going down to the ring. <laughs> I'm doing the natty walk. I'm going to save my friends. Oh God! You know, I missed my first Greek Town wrestling show in Toronto. My first, I, this was the first one I missed since before the pandemic. Okay, I've been at every Greek Town show probably since mid 2019, and then I was at their last show before the pandemic, and then this past one I, I missed just because there was so much going on in my life and in my world that I was like, I, I, I can't make time for it. And of course, the first one that I miss, their champion and their proprietor, Channing Decker, decides to dislocate his ankle. <laughs> So they brought in Masato Tanaka for for the the tour, which was wild. I and that's the thing that really bugged me. Is like I wanted to go because I wanted to interview Masato Tanaka and just ask him ECW questions for like the majority of the interview, even though he's had uh, like decades spanning career and could ask him about literally anything else. But because I'm such an ECW jack off i just wanted to ask him about mike awesome the table spots and taking awesome boss i just want to ask him all about ecw and that's it i didn't get to because the life got in the way not the wife the life with an l so i took the l that weekend he uh yeah he dislocated his ankle lost the belt to tanaka in one night and then the next night fought on his broken ankle won it back not broken dislocated uh but yeah Channing fan. <laughs> Give him credit, man. He does He's it for the awesome. love of the game. I, I don't know if you ever saw his match against uh, Kenny King on BTI. It was on Impact a few uh, about a few weeks ago when they were doing the tapings in Toronto. He had a good showing on that uh, on that episode. Get get him a contract, man. He's he's willing to to fight with a broken ankle. I'll give him credit. Come on. I don't know. At that point, is it is it smart or stupid? <laughs> I say that with it, love and respect. Heart. The heart, 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 and dedication. Speaking of which, Blake Christian, we're still waiting for you to join us on In the Weeds. Come on, Blake. Come all, on, Blake. All heart and all championships. But That's which right. which Blake Christian? Are you, are you getting Ring of Honor, Blake Christian, or are you getting GCW, Blake Christian? I have my way. I'm getting Ring, I'm getting not Ring of Honor. I'm getting the GCW, Blake Christian, because that Blake Christian doesn't have to worry about any PR. This is true. This is true. <laughs> so how did you get Speedball Mike Bailey? Oh, you know, he showed up at a GCW show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway smart smart, else, smart man right there yeah what else do we want to talk about dynamites tonight uh we can i guess i mean i guess darius's interview will take us to the limit so we should probably just talk about dynamite now yeah 
Yeah, so it's it's a huge episode of Dynamite. It's going to be back at the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. Uh, I was in that building for the first ever Dynamite. So I've, kind of, I've heard sure. people everywhere. Yeah, I was there. And I've heard a lot of people feel like this is like an anniversary show with the fact that it's back in the building that it all started. And they really stacked this show. And this is the first week that they are doing a Dynamite that isn't against any major competition no Vanderpump rules no NBA playoffs to go again so they I think they have really kind of stacked the lineup because they want to be number one in the key demo they want to have a big rating they've been over 900,000 the last two weeks could we possibly with this lineup with everything going on with CM Punk returning this Saturday do you think that we can get as close to a million as we've gotten this this year I know we've hit a million this year in 2023, but uh, it hasn't been very consistent. Could we see the big number pop for this week based on the last two weeks and what they have lined up for tonight, Joel? Well, you mentioned it. Sports are over. So nothing, literally nothing is happening until when it, when baseball starts. Well, baseball is, is <laughs> on. No, 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 no. <laughs> you mean the real baseball. Real baseball. <laughs> He's like, you, you know, the September, the pennant race, and yes. then uh, October, no, the playoff. The post-All-Star game fun, when that starts, that's when people are paying attention. But, yeah, I'm looking at this lineup. Is this enough to push them over a million? Maybe? That elite Black Bull Combat Club six-man could do it. You still don't have Kenny. Uh, at least not advertised. Uh, Wardlow versus Jake Hager isn't exactly, you know, it's a big meaty men match, but there's been no build really getting up to it. Uh, Mogul Embassy versus Cassidy, Darby Allen, Sting, and Keith Lee. Sting's a draw. Sting would Sting probably yeah. would in those eyes. Um, I'm getting roasted in the chat for baseball. And oranges. And, and oranges absolutely dry. Does this match open the card, or is this their crossover? Because we know Orange Cassidy opens up dynamite nine times out of ten yes that's why i'm gonna that's why my immediate thought was yes that opens the show yes because they always do that i could see them then following if i was if i was had the pen and i was putting the lineup just based on the matches they have i would open with the eight man then I would do Tony Storm and Sky Blue because whenever it's for a championship, they do tend to try to put it early on in the show, especially for the AEW uh, Women's World Championship. So have that in open, you know, uh, after the opener. Then the top of the hour match, that's where I would do because um, I'm, I'm trying to think who they would have an angle for to close the show. So I don't know if they're going to close the show with MJF and Adam Cole or Hung Bucks versus Blackpool Combat Club. I lean more towards Hung Bucks and Blackpool Combat Club to close the show only because I think they're going to do some type of angle. Maybe, you know, I know that a, a lot of the guys that can, you know, build up matches on on for Forbidden Door might be available this week or more available next week. But some people might open up for uh, shows. I know they have the New Japan Road shows, but we might get somebody, you know, to get involved into the main event. So I, I'm right now, I think they're going to close with Hung Bucks versus the Elite. So I would have the TNT title match in the usual woman spot of 92930. And then top of the hour, MJF and Adam Cole. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at the uh, the the poster that Tony Khan had uh, put out there, 
and you got Elite and BCC on the bottom of the poster, MJF and Cole on the top. Because it's a title eliminator match and not a title match, it probably won't be the main event. Uh, unless you're about to set up MJF's Forbidden Door opponent coming out sure. of this match. Or MJF forms just five Jews and we're off to the races. Come, Come on. Come on. Just five you haven't Jews. said no. You haven't said no yet. So it's still I, I, an option. I went out of my way. I made him a logo. I did everything you need to do to make it right. Come on. I, I'll even show it to y'all. Come on. I made him a logo, SP3. Just five Jews. It's right there. And then he can come out to the old uh, Barry Horowitz theme. And then put Mikey Ruckus. He's going to put the, the beat on it, make it a little funky. Boom, 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 Barry Horowitz, he, he wrestled in Impact just a few months ago. You can get him. He's available. True. He's available. And I'm telling you, Barry Horowitz is perfect. He would lo- MJF would love nothing more to have Barry Horowitz show up to have a match against Dick to go. Okay? And that's House, that's house of... I know that's House of Torture. But, like, come on. Come on. Dick's to go. <laughs> I hope they do something to, to build up... Um, some more matches for collision tonight. I know they uh, just announced yesterday that Sammy Guevara is returning on tonight's show. Now, an interesting thing that I think I saw online, I don't know from who, but potentially maybe we have Sammy Guevara in a big forbidden door matchup. Maybe have someone like Hiromu Takahashi person for the junior title, or I, I could see something like that. I could see this Sammy return leading to a matchup at forbidden door. I could see it. And then on the other hand, people are bringing up Big Bill, Big Bill for Bullet Club Gold. It's here. Bang, bang. Bang, bang, gang. Bang, bang, Bill. Bang, bang, Bill. Yes. That's that's the answer right there. Uh, And yeah, I I agree with you. Sammy being set up for a Forbidden Door showcase match, 100%. I'd love it. Uh, I don't know who else you could give him. You can give him Leo Rush. I mean, you want to talk about New Japan competitors in the U.S. I would, you know what? This is going to be weird. I want to see Fred Rosser get some shine out of this whole Forbidden Door thing. At least be on, be on one of the sides of a tag match or something. I think he deserves some sort of U.S. New Japan like opportunity because he's someone that really has brought himself from whatever happened out of WWE where people were like, hey, he's, he's going to be gone. And he's really become something of like a big deal for New Japan in the USA. He's become one of their tentpole stars and someone that they can rely on. So, I mean, I think that's a that's a good thing for them to do. It'd be good for morale, at least. Yeah, he's really waved the flag for New Japan Strong. When you think about guys that are in New Japan Strong, you think of a Fred Ross or you think of a Tom Lawler, those type of guys that have been there since the very beginning and throughout the whole pandemic era. So I, I wouldn't mind, you know, Fred Rosser being involved, at least in some some type of multi-man tag. Uh, we also don't know, maybe uh, Minoru Suzuki, someone we have seen in AEW, will have potentially a big matchup at Forbidden Door. So there's a bunch of different ways they can they can go about this or they can set up in the the next two weeks. But we only got 
two more dynamites before Forbidden Door. So they got to get a move on this for sure. And maybe we get some more, you know, Forbidden Door kind of set up also on Collision on Saturday as well. Yeah, get closer to uh, Kenta and Punk. Maybe maybe have Kenta show up in that main event of Collision on, on Saturday. I- I am almost I'm almost too sure that I might make a bet on it because I think that is what they're gonna do to close the show is Kenta comes out, you get the oh, is Kenta calling out CM Punk? Or he comes out in the same fashion that he originally debuted in AEW and he delivers the go to sleep to Punk to close the show. I think that's what he does, and he just grabs a microphone and says, You me forbidden door. Or or he looks at the camera and says, Tony Khan, give me the bag. <laughs> or, or, or I secured the bag and someone just like yeah gets him in there uh, I'm still wondering who Guevara faces I like the idea of Hiromu it just makes the most sense it's a, it's a spotlight match I don't want every match to be uh, a multi-man match not that they've done that so far but uh, they're going to set up a few of them that's just kind of what you expect uh, that, that being said you know this would be a standout opportunity for Sammy Guevara in a match that would go pretty hard let's face it those two would probably go nuts with each other oh hell yeah Hiromu Takahashi has been very quietly having a wrestler of the year kind of campaign in New Japan Pro Wrestling with his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship I still hold out hope because my heart has wanted this since when Forbidden Door was announced my dream matchup AEW versus New Japan is Hiromu Takahashi versus Darby Allen. I don't think there's two guys that don't care about their body more than those two men. Those two men just give up their body, put it all on the line. They can have a high octane type of opener to the show or big time matchup for the junior heavyweight championship. I wouldn't even mind it after the eight man tag, say the babyface win the eight man tag and you leave Sting and Darby in the ring together and Hiromu comes out because he was supposed to team with them at last year's Forbidden Door and he and it's like you think he's coming out to be like oh I want to team up with you again and instead he says no I want Darby one-on-one or something like that and that's another shout for uh, another potential matchup we never got at GCW Orange Cassidy versus Minoru Suzuki you could do that for the international championship at Forbidden Door as well I don't hate that. I actually really like that. And 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 it plays into the whole like orange is broken story. Yes. It's just being like, I'm gonna break you and beat you. And it's that's simple as that. I don't mind that. Uh we got a couple super chats. So let's read them right here. Why Solo Bull sends a super chat saying, What do you guys feel about the report of Brian Danielson trying to make TK quote think harder about his booking? Uh listen, I am I am totally on board with wrestlers like Brian Danielson telling anyone in charge to think harder about the way they're booked because Danielson has ideas and they're mostly good ideas and TK could use the the kick in the pants sometimes. So uh, what do you think there, SP3? I think that's what Tony Khan has needed for a long time now is someone that just challenges him to be more creative because that's what the wrestling fans have been asking for is more creativity in professional wrestling. We've had WWE as the top biggest promotion, major promotion in the business. And then we have called all called out one time or another, uh, the lack of creativity there. And they don't have anyone that challenges them. Like Tony Khan has needed that as well, because a lot of the setup for matches in AEW are very simple. 
this person has an interview backstage that immediately gets interrupted by this person, that person A, uh, person B challenges person A, you have a matchup next week that is building to something else. And we see the whole piece of paper that he showed Sammy Guevara on the episode of All Access where he has the dates. He's like, oh, this one's in Seattle, so Darby's going to win a title here. And then uh, this one's in in uh, in California, so Powerhouse Hobbs wins the title here. So it's he needs someone to be like, okay, how can we make this a little bit more interesting? And I think that's what Brian Danielson is very beneficial to be to be there for. And I think that that's something that's going to only benefit AEW. Oh, the main thing that we've heard Brian Danielson was a part of as far as creative as of late was the Championship Friday on Rampage, and I think everyone was in agreement that was the best episode of Rampage this year. So if we can get more of that, more of his input, more of his fingerprint across AEW, not just on a Rampage episode, but on Dynamite, on Collision, it's going to be all the better for AEW overall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And, you know, the Brian stuff, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of stuff he brings to Collision, if he's going to be more involved with that. Uh, And I'm looking forward to how his story continues to be told. Because again, he had a stint in WWE when he was not fully active as a competitor during during COVID, where he was uh, sitting in the writer's room or sitting on the Zoom calls and giving his takes. And I think that's a really important voice to have because Danielson is just, he's a smart guy when it comes to wrestling. He's the kind of guy that you want in that room having that conversation. I got to bring this up, by the way. I've been, I said this last year. And Frantic World said it again. House of Black versus House of Torture ever been. I said this last year. I rolled on. I wanted this so bad. Thank you, Frantic World. I want it again. Hey, I mean, I, I I know people that are just very adamant. Please keep House of Torture as far away from Forbidden Door as possible. And even Kevin Kelly during Dominion, when they were in that tag team title match, was like, you know, you know, uh, Tony Khan don't want to book no House of Torture. That's <laughs> oh true. Like, That's hilarious. But I want it so bad. Let's do that. I want it so bad. <laughs> people are like nope oh god uh and then we got another super chat from cody wills asking uh, if i'm going to slam anniversary it's a loaded month for wrestling uh i don't know if i'm going to slam anniversary because it's in windsor ontario which is like a four hour drive it's closer to detroit than it is anything else uh so it's not four hours it's 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 about three and a half if i if i'm doing this like as a train excursion i'm not gonna drive out there i'm not uh i just i just don't want to so Instead, I will be at Emergence, which is in August. Also happens to be the same weekend as All In. I think the show is the same day as All In, which thanks for that impact. Thanks for that AEW. Uh, Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, I'll be there. And, of course, I'll I'll make fun of Steve Macklin. And, uh, of course, I will be at Forbidden Door and at AEW Collision in Toronto uh, next week. Not this coming weekend because that's Father's Day. The weekend after that. I'll be there. Kate will be there. There'll be content everywhere. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll bring you all the fun stuff. So why not? Okay. Uh, and then I'm trying, I'm trying to see if my missus will let me go to Philly for the weekend before that with the all-star junior festival and multiverse United. Yes. I want to I I really go for that one. Give me that ultimate X new Japan impact match. Do it. Chris Saban, Kazarian, 
Hiromu, Leo Rush. Leo, they just announced that Leo's going to do the yeah. event tapings. So why not? Bring in Leo. Why Rush. not? Come on. Give me. Yo, if Impact don't give me Leo Rush versus Speedball 2. Because that was my one of my favorite matches of the best of Super Juniors. Please, Impact, you got him on the show. Why not? Why not? I, I'm a big fan of that. Let's let's do that. Uh, and let's get this from Chi-Town Spurs. A blessing for House of Torture. May God bless and keep House of Torture far away from Forbidden Door. <laughs> well, damn it, Chi-Town Spurs. Wrong. And this is the match that we need. This is the match that I need. So we'll be there. All, all prayers for House of Torture to not be <laughs> Oh man, House of Torture, man, man, I, I'm just, I'm just mad at House of Torture for what they did to Show. Show was like so, he was so impressionable. I feel like, I feel like Show is like the kid that was like a, a high school collegiate star, and then he started doing drugs behind the bleachers with his friends called Evil Dick Togo and Yujiro Takahashi, and he hasn't been the same since. Now he's a part. Now he's got the the swoop back hair. He's all emo. He wears black. Sad, sad what they did to my man Show. Hey man, let's show, let's show live. Let him have that, the weed behind the bleachers. <laughs> He's in the weeds behind the bleachers with House of Torture. That's why we like them so much. Uh, one more time, just just for everyone else. Just 5G. <laughs> Tony, man, fun, hot mess. House of Torture. <laughs> House of Black. And it'd be a House Rules match. What do you think? Hold on. Let's, let's flesh this out. House of Torture gets their, uh, their one rule. What, are they, what is it going to be? It's going to be, it's gonna be uh, the, the, the little chain that Dick Togo chokes people with. <laughs> it's, oh, that's illegal. Every, no, everyone has to wrap it around their necks and fight with it. It's the weirdest they, dog collar match I've ever seen weirdest dark collar match ever it's the house of torture dark collar match it's the house of torture chain match there you go this is it uh joining us in just a couple of moments the one and only darius carter looking forward to that he's gonna pop it literally as i'm saying this but no he hasn't yet so we're good uh but he'll be joining us very shortly so much to talk to him about i'm, I'm very much looking forward to this conversation uh sp3 this is this is uh this has been a fun show so far now we have to make it even more fun uh, with with the rest of of the rest of the show, you got thirty minutes left. What are we gonna do? <laughs> gonna well, do? there's 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 a lot of different stuff for for us to talk about around the wrestling world. Like you said, Leo Rush, uh, for for Impact Wrestling, which. I'm very much looking forward to. I, I want to see what they what they do with Leo Rush after his great performance at uh at what was it. What was this? Multiverse United versus uh, Kushida. Uh, what else is going? Oh, EJ Nduka. Uh, just nice. uh, apparently has apparently has been signed. Not just signed. Apparently has been signed with <laughs> with AEW for a while now since debuting in January. What do you? How do you think they're going to use him? I thought that I, when they originally he came out in on uh, in January and appeared on AEW Dark, I thought that they would put him with Swerve a part of like mogul back then a mogul affiliates, but I think he wouldn't fit. He would probably fit in mogul embassy too right now. 
So I agree with you. And and Fightful Select had the report earlier yesterday. Uh, yeah, so he was inked to a deal months ago. We don't know the tier level because AEW does operate in a tier level. He doesn't have the EJ and Duca is all elite or the judge is all elite, which is what I would love to see. Uh, I don't know where he goes, but I mean, I mean, whose who's heater could he be? Who who could he partner himself with and just look badass? MJF. I MJ, thought- I feel like MJF needs a heater. That's what I thought. I thought Big Bill was the perfect person. Like if they would have just ran with that, because he's the one that introduced Big Bill to there. But we we know we're we're I'm I'm not getting off the bandwagon, guys. We're still on Big Bill Bang Bang bandwagon. He needs to bang, join bang the. Bill. Bang, bang bang bill he needs to join the bang bang gang but mjf with with the judge wouldn't mind that i wouldn't either but the problem is we saw the wardlow story play out the way that it did and it had a lot of potential it feels like it would just go the same way with mjf and eg and duca yeah, I could see I could see him yeah, you can see that going that route. Uh they're gonna need more people for the whole, you know, collision and dynamite kind of breakup theirs. But yeah, I do think that he would fit best as somebody's heater. Maybe he joins the Bang Bang gang. Hey, the the Jay White was the person who brought the first black member into the Bullet Club in in Chris Bay. He could bring the second black member into the Bullet Club. In the judge, I, I agree with you. The judge, EJ Induka. Now I got to think of ways to talk about EJ Induka and Bullet Club. <laughs> <laughs> bang bang judge, he the bang bang judge. <laughs> Doesn't work quite as well as bang bang. Bill. <laughs> bang bang Bill, bang bang gang. I'm all for the bang bang gang. That's what we're about. We're 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 a bang bang gang affiliated podcast here. On, on we, we were gonna we should we should be like the honorary sponsor of the Bang Bang Gang Judge Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that actually works. That it's, actually does work. It's him and Judge Jeff Jones and <laughs> Mark Sterling. <laughs> Mark Sterling, all of them. I, I did see somebody in the chat, uh, Stokely, with in EJ. The Any, anybody is, with Stokely, I'm fine with Stokely. With yeah, the, the only the only issue I have is that Stoke is now doing Ring of Honor um, board of directors stuff. So unless he brings in EJ, and because because Stoke's going to be largely like the heel authority figure, um, he would probably need to. Oh, Aaron Judge is funny. Uh, he would need largely to have like EJ be a, a, a heel heater. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he could do. He could do that. We've had we've had uh, you know authority figures with their own like muscle. Remember when Matt Morgan was was the muscle for the authority figure in TNA? Trying he used to be that. like that. <laughs> He's about to have a backyardy of his own. So here we go. <laughs> we, we've all talked about back injuries today, so I just had to bring up uh, Matt Morgan. But you know, he's the new EJ, the new blueprint, the Judge Blueprint. There you go. Blueprint judge. I I I could see BJ. <laughs> oh god. Bullet Judge Club. No, no, not the BJ Club. Stop it. Stop it, chat. You're making it worse. Bullet Judge Club. Yes, BJ Club. But where would you so do you have EJ come in as like super duper star on Dynamite or Collision? Or does he kind of stick around Ring of Honor for a little bit? 
uh, make his way in. So actually, someone just put out Scorpio Sky, Scorpion and EJ. That's a that's a team. That's a veritable team right there. Have them go after the tag titles, or at least have them ha- have them be a, a heater for Scorpio. Okay, I'm listening to that. Yeah, I'd be interested in that, especially because I think Scorpio Sky has been very much underutilized. He's someone that I I saw big things in from the very beginning of AEW because he was really on the rise towards the tail end of his time in ROH, where he came in as kind of like the third member of SCU. And then he became probably the most interesting member of SCU after their, uh, you know, towards the end of their run in Ring of Honor. And then in AEW, you know, yes, he He's been two-time TNT champion, but a lot of people associate his whole rivalry over the TNT championship with Sammy Guevara as kind of the downfall of the title. But I miss, I miss Genie. I miss the Genie belt. That is still my favorite design of the TNT championship. And yes, I am a Lakers fan. So that's a, that's part of the reason. But it's also, that was a very pretty belt and it didn't last too long. Should have last long, should have lasted longer. I have a, I have a soft spot for the Miro belt. The Miro belt was pretty too. The white strap with yeah, the with the green. with the Bulgarian, yeah, that was that was really good. It's either that or Genie, that or Genie, and I think it mostly I'm giving the the, the nod to Genie because it had a name, had an official official name for the title. Whenever somebody names their belts, it makes it more memorable. Everybody remembers Champa calling the NXT Championship Goldie. Everybody remember you'll remember right now, or you're getting to remember MJF calling his title the Triple B, the Burberry Belt. Uh, so yeah. I think when you name your title, it makes it a lot more memorable. It makes your reign memorable overall. What was Wardlow going to call the TNT title? What do you think? Uh, Warly? Or... It's my Arnie belt. The, it's my Arnie. Oh, it's my Arnie. It's my, it's, this is my Glock, Arn. This is my Glock. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be awful. But I'm also all for it. Um, I, I mean, I guess FTR would probably put something out there as as like a name for their tag titles. They could. Uh, they would just call them Brett and Owen. Yeah, they would. They just call it the heart, <laughs> the ceremonial heart tag team champion. The 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 heart the hearts. These are our hearts right here. Hearts. <laughs> no, they call it Stu and Helen. Stu and Helen. <laughs> Doing Helen is the perfect one. Oh man, uh, Darius Carter is going to be joining us shortly. Apparently, his uh, his tech is just upgrading. So, uh, I, as as I saw that, I had a Nvidia GeForce update on my computer. So clearly, we're all running on the same the same system here. The mainframe is all set up. We're all doing the same. And it's then, all getting us. It's all getting us at the same time. It's like, yeah. oh, this is the best time to update. <laughs> we gotta be on here. Hey man, oh, but... look at the time. It's it's a it's, so it's eleven forty a.m. on the East Coast. People are gonna get their lunch soon. So update your computers while you're out for lunch. Seven forty on the on the uh, West Coast. So what are you doing? You're probably just waking up and getting your day started. Let's start it with a, a, a Windows update. <laughs> Windows up, yeah, and he, yeah, he's in the East Coast, so yeah, it's probably like eleven forty. It just said, uh, "No, time, time to update." <laughs> just the way it goes sometimes. Oh man, well he's backstage now, so that helps. Uh, do you want to do the honors, SP three, and introduce our guest? Well, gotta introduce my good brother. I, I've I've 
put him over plenty of times already on this show, and I put him over on multiple times on multiple platforms. He is wrestling's richest prize, Mister One Forty Nine on the the uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Five Hundred, the All Father himself, and like I said, the best heel in the business today, Mister Darius Carter. See, I couldn't have done that better myself. How you doing, Mister Darius Carter? It's good to see you. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He made it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, glad, glad to be here. Thank you for hitting the All Fathers line. To, of course, Wi-Fi is going all over the place in my office exactly when I need to have this interview. So uh, <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the uh, the way the cookie crumbles. But you still gotta you still gotta make it work. So thank you for having me so much. I'm very grateful. Thank you for joining us. Uh, by the way, we did an interview with Marty, Marty Garner not too long ago, and his internet just shut oh. the bed completely. He was in his car, on his phone. We had to redo parts of the interview later on. So as far as things go, you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is on my phone. I still have my laptop. I actually have my phone placed on my laptop, uh, hoping my laptop's going to work in time. But I was like, well, I got to get on here. So it, you, you, it's amazing. The only things that work are the, uh, the computers that they give you at the uh, marketing stations. If you bring your own, somehow it, it, it doesn't work. So uh, what are you going to do? But so glad to be here. SB3, kick us off. I know you want to ask the hard questions. Yes, yes, Darius. I, look, I, at I, I, look at this guy. He got the right <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm, I'm nation on him. <laughs> well, that is that's the perfect segue for my first question because, like I said, I think you're someone that is so kind of well versed, whether it be you know on the microphone, your character, and in the ring. Kind of tell Thank everybody you. kind of your influences and who inspired you to kind of get into the wrestling business, and who do you kind of model yourself after? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I've come up on the traditional, you know, some of the more traditional uh, uh, wrestlers. And then you kind of try and bring it to the modern times. Uh, the first wrestler that ever captured me was the nature boy, Ric Flair. Uh, just grabbed me in every possible way. And I don't just mean his look and I don't just mean the way he spoke. It was the way he wrestled. Everything came together for me when it came to Ric Flair you know, uh, sometimes a wrestler looks a certain way and then they go in and they don't wrestle like how their their persona is. Uh, everything about Ric Flair was Ric Flair. Uh, you know, the, the limousines, the women, the money, the different suits, you know, and, and the style, the grace, the handsome face. And then he'd go in there and then he could be, he could pick you apart and he was he could be mean and he could be vicious and he could be brutal. And. I, I, all of that captured me. To me, it was like a, everything that I could want in a wrestler was essentially in Ric Flair. So he was really my first uh, inspiration. And over time, people like William Regal uh, would come into the, the fixture as people that I would emulate as I became more familiar with the European style. Um, and then the likes of Billy Robinson, uh, World of Sport, uh, you know, catch as catch can, that Lancashire style. Uh, gritty in your face, but you could still be uh, sophisticated. You could still be uh, 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 classy, but also be someone that handles business. And that's the type of person that I always uh, 
that that's what I always really aspire to be. That's always something that stuck in the back of my head, you know, even before I became a wrestler, you know. Um, and I, I always I watch those matches back. Even now, it's like you never know everything, you know. Uh, if you've watched a match before, you can watch it again, you know. Uh, and, and, and I, I emulate, I, 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 it's my own touch. It's who I am. You know, it's, it's, I'm not just grabbing from these people. It's always with a, a particular Darius Carter touch, but that, that inspiration keeps me going. It's, it's, you know, you could, I, I could watch, uh, wrestling now and then go back and watch a Ric Flair match, you know? So Timeless. earlier today, you had tweeted to uh, our pal Kate, who is also a host here on Fightful, uh, some of your favorite matches, including Billy Robinson, uh, who you just mentioned as, as one of your, uh, you know, one of your all-time greats. There was a match from 1977 against Jumbo Saruda. What is it about a match yeah. like that that does it for you in a world where, like, wrestling has evolved into this? Well, there's so many different styles, but you're going back to 77 and even earlier than that. Like what, what is it that's doing it and, and keeping you so in, involved in that style of wrestling? I, I call a lot of it close quarters combat. And that might seem a little redundant because you would think all combat is close quarters. But for me, so like if you watch that match before they even lock up, before they even touch the way that the, they've engaged the crowd, the way the legitimacy, the feel of it, you feel like you're about to watch one of the biggest matches that you've ever watched. You know, it, it just, the, the, the air is, is thick. The atmosphere is palpable. This is before you even touch. You know, a lot of times you get right into it. You rush into the lockup or you get into the, to the quick movements to catch people's attention. But you can catch people's attention before you even touch and those two did it. Those two did it. And that to me is like, wow, how do I get people to really be fixed in? You know, sure, you have your cell phone, but you're, you're, you're recording us standing there. You're recording me look at my adversary from across the ring. That's what I like. I like to see people catching those little nuances. Uh, and that's, I think that's, I don't want to say that's entirely missing today because it's not entirely missing, but it's definitely not there in the capacity that it was. Back then, um, when when those two get close to each other before they even touch, it's just it's like, oh man, what are they going to do? It's it, it's it's tension. It's and that's what a wrestling match is. It's it's tension. It's two stories, and only one of them can come true, right? Only one of them can 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 propel forward with that win. So you feel that intensity, that grit, and, and I just I I want that in my matches, and I don't you know doesn't matter to me what your style is. I don't care if you're a high flyer, luchador, brawler. We can have that atmosphere if we do it the right way. And that is what catches me. I saw that tweet from her and I was like, oh, I was like, I got a few here. Let me say, you know, and not saying they're particularly my favorite of all because YouTube doesn't have everything. But I was like, they're right there. I was like, let me send this over to her. And I'm glad that she, you know, responded, you know, so receptively because, to me, those matches, Dory Funk Jr. Uh, and 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 just that style, and 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 uh, uh, Lee Bronson that I sent as well, uh, World of Sport. So three different types of matches. I also wanted to send to her. I didn't want to send her three World of Sport matches. I didn't want to send her three All Japan matches. I was like, let's give you a little, you know, boom, 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 you know, and three different three different styles. Uh, the best part about Wi-Fi. 
Yes. <laughs> he, they, they felt he was cooking. They had to stop. It was like it was too hot in the kitchen. They had to stop him from cooking. <laughs> this, is, this is always how it goes. The best, the best interviews are the ones where they make you wait for it. <laughs> He's going to be back in a sec. This is this is uh, riveting stuff too. I love it. So yes, hoping yes. that uh, Darius will be back with us momentarily, and we'll get into it. Uh, but yeah, man. God, that you you should go out and check out some of these matches that uh, that he had mentioned because there was some really good stuff in there. Yeah, and like he said, it's easily accessible. It's on YouTube. You can you it's available to you, and you know, it's not a lot of people will go to take the time to look it up. But Darius is really like a student of the game, and that's why he kind of knew that right off the bat. And there he goes. He's We're back, back with us. I, I yeah. I- I don't know if the Wi-Fi, so I just turned the Wi-Fi off. I'm going to go by my phone data, which tends to be better. So <laughs> hopefully we're we're good here. So I don't know how much I missed, but uh, no, no, yeah, we just filled in. We yeah. filled in. We <laughs> filled in the in the blanks for you. But I wanted to ask because this year has been a, a very great year for you. I know you got a huge matchup coming up on Saturday against Janai Kai for Battle Club Pro, uh, but. I was so proud being someone that you, you know, you yourself have said, I've been shooting in the gym with you as far as being a fan of your work for a while, but you are a part of WrestleMania weekend for, for the culture. And I felt so proud because I heard so many people after watching that event, the person that they wanted to know more about was Darius Carter. So how was that experience for you being on that show and getting that huge win in that scramble match to open up the show? And that's great. And those are two different points, right? It's one point to be in the match itself. And it's another to win. Very different. And that's what I kept pointing out is like, guys, all right, it's great that I'm there. I'm glad that I'm going to be there, but I'm not a happy to be there guy. I'm not a take my envelope, go in the match, do a little something, leave and say, I did it. I, I need to win and I need people to know who I am. I need people to recognize. I walked out there. I'm looking people in the eyes. I want them to see who I am yeah, and what I'm presenting to them. Um, and I didn't even get my full entrance, by the way. I'm not going to knock them. It's GCW. It is what it is. Maybe I would have taken the light from other people, but you know, I get up on the apron. I didn't even get to do my thing, but that's okay because they still remembered, you know, and that's a challenge you overcome. That's a hurdle you overcome. You know, it's like a triple H doesn't get his, his water uh, 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 spit on the apron. It's like, ah, but that's okay. I didn't need that. You know, um, I was something different in that match. And for me, that was a huge deal because that was my for the culture debut, uh, you know, for the third, the third annual event. Uh, and I have been with GCW before I did the gray sweatpants battle royal Faye Jackson's back in 2021, which was fine and well. And that got a lot of great reception, too. I, I was received bookings and opportunities from that alone because I went out there in a three piece suit in like 95 degree weather and people are like, what are you thinking? And I said, what am I not thinking? I mean, this is who I am. If, if I came out there in anything else, that's not Darius Carter. You know, that's, that's not who I am. So I come out there in a, in a gray <laughs> three piece with the scarf on and people are already hating me just because they see me like that. So that's the psychology that you're playing with people. They already are like, nah, this man's no good, you know? And uh, that, that got me a lot of opportunity from, from two years ago. Uh, so again, you know, that's why I'm grateful for GCW, you know, our, our relationship, you know, I might wrestle for them once a year, you know, but that's fine if it pays off in this way and it allows me to pave my own path. I'm, I'm not looking to 
ride a coattail. I don't want to hand out. I don't want to be given anything that wasn't earned on merit. I'm 100% a merit person. Uh, I'll step in the ring with people who get places and maybe it's, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's not based on that merit. And you got to, and you, then you realize, okay, like, you know, just because someone is somewhere that may be a little higher, doesn't mean that they're on a higher level. It's just, they got, they were seen and you weren't. Um, and that's no knock on, on that's just how the game works. It is what it is, but I'm focused on me. I'm focused on improving myself and being the best version of Darius Carter. Every time you see me, the Darius Carter you get last weekend, you know, is, is isn't is just a little less sharp than the Carter you get this weekend. That's just how I, I always want to be. Um, and, and I have a busy, yeah, man, just going from Janai Kai on, on Saturday to Marcus Mathers on Sunday. I have to step up to her and then come even better the next day. It's just the way that the game is. You should always improve. Even if it's a modicum, you should always get a little bit better every time you enter and exit that ring. Uh, so that's all paid off for me. And I'm, I, it was nice to see the reception. It was nice that people were like, they, they, they got onto it, you know, uh, they're like, man, we've been at, we've been looking for this guy and other people were like, wow, we haven't, we, maybe we didn't know him, but I need to know him. Uh, who is Darius Carter? Where is this man been? That's what I keep hearing. And I'm like, listen, I'm not the one with the pen and paper. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not the one booking at these things, but a lot of a lot of messages like, when are you coming back? When are you coming back to L.A.? When are you coming back to Baldwin Park for uh, VXS? You know, uh, when are you when are you making your return? I'm like, when they you know, when they pay me. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> but I, I, all that, man, that those experiences, I never, ever forget. They make you so much better. Um, I had to go out there. I knew I had to be there, um, especially after not being able to go last uh, year to Texas. Um, and I was able to go to Florida the year before. So I was like, all right, L.A., like how many times are you going to go to California, you know, um, with this type of pomp and circumstance? So I'm glad that paid off. And I'm glad that you guys you know, noticed that. So thank you. So speaking of GCW, you uh, you're, you're trying to call your shots. You want the winner <laughs> of Mance Warner and George South? Come I on, sure do. Who, who would you rather? I think I have an answer. I think I know, but. Who would you rather, and why that match, and why not call your shot against, say, the GCW World Champion Blake Christian? What what is it about these guys? Well, because I'm more likely to get the match with uh, someone who isn't the champion, right? So, <laughs> but for another title, right? So we'll talk about that. Right. Right. I mean, let's be honest. If I if I go in there and face Blake Christian, I'm going to beat him. And I don't care if he was in the WWE or not on 205 or not, you know, and um, that's not something GCW wants. Just GCW doesn't want their guy getting beat by this, you know, by this outsider once a year guy. But that's how it is. And that's no disrespect to Blake. But Blake's never seen anything like Darius Carter. So he's best off cashing in on Masha Slamovich when she's half dead because she ain't ready for 100 percent Darius Carter. I don't care who you saw in the WWE. And again, that's no offense. And if he's listening to this, which I'm sure he's not, then, you know, go ahead, man, make the call, make the challenge. But, uh, you know, George South or Mance Warner, who do I want? I want the better wrestler. So I want the winner, you know? Uh, that's just how it is. I'm not the biggest dream match guy. Um, there are matches I'd like to have, sure. But, you know, I want the best. So if Mance Warner beats George South, I'll be knocking on Mance Warner's door. And if the, the other happens, if, it, if if George South puts down Mance, then George South knows that the All-Father's looking for him. Uh, I'd love both of those 
individuals. I'd like them in a single situation. Triple threat, they can pin each other. That's not fair to me. But uh, a singles match with either of them, both of them, let's let's get it done. Um, I think GCW, I think the crowd would, would really be into something like that. Uh, I, I, it's a different, it would be a different type of match than what's on the rest of their card. Um, and that's, that's satisfaction guaranteed. That's, that's all, <laughs> that's a chef kiss and a half right there. I mean, what are we talking about? Dave Meltzer will be sitting there ready to put his stars out. You know, it, that's the game. Come on, man. And, uh, I, both of those men's in all seriousness, man, tr- they're both a callback. They're both traditionalists. I mean, what, what do we have to say about George South and the, the decades and decades of inspirational work that he's done uh, wrestling all of the best that the business has seen that wrestlers, they don't even know wrestlers. They don't even know these, these, these guys that George South was in there with back in the seventies and the eighties. Come on, man. And uh, you know, and then you have, you have Mance Warner and Mance is another one who's just a callback. And that's a match I've wanted for a long time. And Manson said he's wanted it too because Manson says he doesn't always get to have wrestling matches. He doesn't have these, always get to, 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 to grapple, and he has the ability. And if, I'm not saying that's the type of match that it would be, you know, top to bottom, but I would definitely tie him up, and I'd like to see his defense against that. So, you know, both of those men, incredible. I think those are two of the best wrestlers to grace a GCW ring. So... Uh, uh, that would be, those are the people I want. I want the best, you know, just being the champion doesn't mean you're particularly the best there. So, you know, I, I want, I want that. And that would be a great introduction. I think for me to a GCW crowd in a singles capacity, uh, because the only thing, the one thing that I heard about uh, my match with GCW was, and it's not, not much I can do about that was, they were like, well, that's not the, you know, the environment I would have put Carter in. I would have put him in a singles match and this or that. But I, again, you know, that's why you go into a multi-man match and make yourself stand out. You know, how does the Miz make himself stand out when he's in a match against, you know, AJ Styles and Ricochet and Rey Mysterio? And, you know, how does the Miz stand out? We know the answer to that question already. And that's what I, I want to be. You know, it's not that I uh, don't can't mix with high flying in this style, but it's that guys, here's Darius Carter. I got to watch that guy. And no matter what, what's going on in the ring, I got to see where Carter is because he can snatch this thing at a moment's notice. And look how I won that match in GCW. I snatched it. I didn't steal it because there's nothing wrong with what I did. But Devin Monroe hits a cross body on Judas. I dump, and I do mean dump. <laughs> uh, I, I dump. Uh, Devin Monroe, I'm, I'm revealing it in my mind. And I'm laughing because I remember the body hitting the floor. I dump Devin out. I take the pin, and then I had uh, I had J Rose announce my victory multiple times because I needed everybody to remember and know what I got done. That's the game. That's the game. And you you play the game very well. And you're not just making challenges. You've been actually accepting some open challenges out there in the in the in the ether from a certain NWA World Heavyweight Champion uh, Tyrese as of recently. And I you talked about how Ric Flair was such an inspiration to you, and the Ten Pounds of Gold is the, the oh. title that is really synonymous with him. Kind of tell us why you decided to kind 
kind of put your name in the hat to face Tyrese for the NWA World Championship. And since you're on a platform here, let it be known just in case Billy Corgan and Tyrese uh, happen to come across this interview here or happen to clip this, let them know why you should be in the matchup for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Absolutely. I mean, this this is this is for William and is is it is the, I don't know how he says his name now. I thought it was I thought it was Tiris, but maybe he changed it. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, Tiris, you know, Brodus. Uh, in all due respect, listen, I, I listen. You know, bringing the championship onto the news networks and, and Fox that's that's fantastic. There's no doubt that the man is getting press on that championship. But is all that press the cha- the way that it should be? Is all that press positive? Absolutely not. Is all that press? And uh, directly related to professional wrestling? No, it's not. And here's the thing, right? The NWA championship goes back so long to a time that I wish that I could be in. I wish I could have experienced the territories. I wish I could have traveled. I wish I could have known what it was like to have an area, be at the top of that area, and then be sent to another area, and then sent to another and another, because that's really development at its finest. Uh, the thing about, you know, that whole NWA championship situation is they're presenting open challenges, but it doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel to me that you're really giving all the opportunities that you can to the most deserving talent and challengers out there. And that's, again, it's not to discredit NWA. Maybe, you know, you have people in your area and maybe you're only looking, you know, four or 500 miles. Maybe you're not looking that far out. But I'm telling you right now, when they mention Darius Carter and NWA's Twitter feed is is buzzing, you know, you see that notification bell going off, you shouldn't ignore that. You know, when you keep hearing people suggesting me, I'm not sitting here saying Darius Carter and tweeting NWA every single day. This is people, whenever NWA asks who should be brought in, whenever NWA asks who should get a heavyweight championship opportunity, my feed is blowing up. People are constantly bringing up Darius Carter. I would be the right fit. Give me the mic. Give me the ring. You can give me three minutes. You don't need to give me the world because I can make the world out of a city. You know, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to, to be challenged. I'm not asking for it to be easy. I don't want it to be easy. But if, but if you don't think you can make money with Darius Carter, let's talk about the promotions that I'm champion of right now, BCW, Warriors of Wrestling, all these places that I'm traveling, PWI. How do I get to be Mr. 149? How do I get to be one of the top 149 wrestlers in the world as ranked by the most historic professional wrestling magazine in, in, in the world? How do I get there? If without legitimacy, I'm not paying anybody. I'm not com- constantly submitting something to get someone's attention. Even if I did, I'm not getting 149. How did I get there? And that's what people need to realize. It's not all talk. It's not. It's all a complete package. When you get Darius Carter, you get everything. You get the look. You get the mic work. You get the ring work. In and out of the ring, you're getting somebody that you want to put a championship on. You're like, oh my goodness, please take it. And I'm like, oh, let me, let me, let me go ahead and get that. Let me get it in the ring. No, take it. That's the type of, of, of champion I've always wanted to be. It goes right back to Ric Flair. If Ric Flair walked into a room, you'd be like, and he was debuting for your company, you're like, where has this man been? And that's the feeling I want promoters to have. When they book me for the first time, Where's he been? Why, why didn't I do this sooner? 
Steve Pena and said that, and a few people said that. They're like, listen, you see this guy? You give him an opportunity, and you're going to be like, what, what, what have we been doing this whole time? And I'm not saying this to be braggadocious. I'm saying this because I put time and effort and energy every moment of the day into who Darius Carter is. This isn't just a job. This isn't an on and off thing for me. This is who I am and who I represent to show people that a, that a persona like this can exist in 2023. I think I represent something that's very real and that's missing in wrestling. I don't think we have uh, someone who's really going back into the tradition and bringing it fully into the modern times. You have people that are more traditional, and, but I'm mixing it. I'm mixing 2023 with the style, with the look, with a 1970s, 80s wrestling approach. I, I think that's a very hard combination to do, especially when you're talking about mic skills and you're talking about promotion, advertisement, all the things it takes to be a great wrestler. How many, how many people are covering those bases? without a support system like me. I mean, I don't have a company that's going to retweet me and get me thousands of retweets. I don't have an impact wrestling or a WWE or an NWA or an AEW or a ring of honor to go and push my stuff out. So you, if you know Darius Carter, nine times out of 10, it's based off of me pushing it off. And then the, the promotion retweets me, <laughs> you know, I'll tweet about catalyst wrestling, catalyst wrestling retweets. me. I'll tweet about warriors of wrestling. They'll put me out there. So it's like, I have to stir my own business. And that I've always been. And that's why these companies will bring me in. And then over time, I'm your champion. I'm your top guy. I'm your reliable hand. And I'm the one that has to be at every show. And that's what we're experiencing now. And I take pride in that. You know, I really do because I work on that and I work to keep it. So as we start to wind down, talking about Warriors of Wrestling, you've been their champion for over 240 days. It's your seventh successful defense this past weekend over Danny Storm. What's Who's next and who's left? And I know you don't talk big on dream matches, but is there someone out there that kind of tickles your fancy for uh, another title defense at Warriors of Wrestling? Well, let me put it to you like this. Uh, July 8th, uh, a certain somebody who made an appearance at WWE Backlash will be uh, challenging me for my championship. It's going to be a fatal four-way, but he's going to be in it, and that's Carlito. Uh, so I will actually be defending my championship uh, on the 8th, Staten Island, New York, Warriors of Wrestling, against Carlito, against TJ Marconi, who was uh, a member of the Crusade for Change, uh, one of my best friends in the business, and uh, Justin Adams, who uh, 2022 King of New York, which is their annual tournament that they run, every, uh, you know, annually, annual tournament they run annually. That's redundant, but it is what it is. So that's going to be a big, big, big match for me because I'm going straight for Carlito. I'm going straight for him. I know he's, gonna, you know, Car Carlito's God, has that energy. I know he's souped up. He's in the best condition of his life after everything he did at Backlash. One of the most successful pay-per-views that we've seen of all time for WWE. And again, it's not just attendance. It's numbers that they did. This is, this is covered nationally, internationally. And now here comes Carlito coming to challenge Darius Carter for my championship. What does that tell you? That means that he's paying attention. That means that that man has some, some part of his nose to the ground when it comes to uh, uh, getting work. And, and he's not just going to wrestle anybody. 
So it's tremendous that he's going to be showing up to challenge me and he's going to lose. So I'm going to send him back to Puerto Rico with a loss and maybe he can go and, and show up at backlash next year. So this is the type of person I am. Again, I have a job to do. I have to not just compete against this man and look great, but I have to send him back. And that's cool. All right. That's real cool. And that's the type of way I'm, I'm living. That's the way I want to live. I want to face the best. I want to be challenged and pressed and pushed. Show me because I'm ready to show you. Do you have, do you have something in your, in your arsenal to deal with the Apple that Carlito is inevitably going to spit in your face? Yeah. One of my opponents. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, TJ, great friend of mine. He'll take an apple for me. Come here, TJ. Come here. See that? He's loading up. Come here. He'll do that for me. Hey, what do you want me to tell you? Justin Adams, good, you know, good kid coming, you know. Justin, come here. Take that for me. Take that for me. And then, you know, he could go ahead and enjoy some red or, or, or green apple. I don't know what Carlito's going to bring. We'll see if it's going to be a Granny Smith apple. Uh, Again, none of my business because it's not my concern. All I need, all I know is Carlito's finish is the backstabber, but he better watch his back because anytime he's not looking at the champion who is his biggest threat, that's a moment that he can drop that match. And I'm not trying to pin one of the other opponents in this match. I know usually in a four-way match, you want to beat anybody to win. And sure, I'd love to do that. But in this match, I'd like to pin Carlito. I would. I would like him to feel that loss of my three opponents that night. And he can go ahead and get his apple spit and get his backstabber and get his uh, Carlito Caribbean cool, you know, uh, chant or, or, or photo signings or whatever he needs to do. He can do that. He can do whatever he wants on July 8th. But what he can't do is walk away with my Warriors of Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship because this is the legend run, baby. Four time Warriors of Wrestling World Championship champion more than anybody in company history and that place has been running for over 15 years consecutively so say what you want maybe they're not the biggest maybe they're not the most well known to you but they have been running longer than anyone in that area they have press they get the pwi so let me tell you something carlito don't sleep don't sleep that's all i'm telling you I wanted to ask one more question before, you know, let everybody know about July 8th. No, let everybody know what you're doing this weekend with your two huge matches. You sp- you brought up Carlito. So I think about WWE legends and another WWE legend, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, Sean Waltman, basically shouted you out, was asking the question that you said earlier, where's Darius Carter at? I need to see Darius Carter. How surprised were you by him just coming out of nowhere and saying that and what kind of like is that to someone else that you would like to see yourself kind of back in the ring with potentially down the road if he decides because he's saying that he's training to get back into the ring but overall what was your thoughts on like the feedback and all the response that you got from that little tweet there oh yeah 110 percent. and you want to know what's funny about that is i think the way that i'm viewed is almost similar to how he was back then in the 90s because he was always underestimated. He was always um, uh, somewhat undervalued as a wrestler because he would always have incredible, uh, very strong matches, not just quick, flashy matches, but he would have some hard hitting. I mean, the man would kick and he would really light you up. 
and and I mean X Pac, whether he was six Pac, but six, whatever he went by, whatever stable he was in, or even when he was by himself, X Pac always was different and always brought some thunder. He always brought some lightning to the situation. Uh, and I think I'm similar in that respect. I think there is, a, I'm obviously undervalued in some respect. Um, and then I go out there and then it's like, whoa, you know, wow, that was different. And I think X-Pac did the same thing. I don't think there was anybody that really wrestled like X-Pac. I don't think there was anybody, like you can say, okay, this thing he did could have been similar to that person. But overall as a style, he was very unique. And I feel the same way about me. You can't just say, oh, it's like William Regal or oh, it's like Ric Flair because it's it's there's different nuances and touches that I put to it to make it different. Um, so I, I think we were a little similar in that respect. I would absolutely love a match with X-Pac. I hope that happens. Um, I know that tweet kind of went bye-bye, but maybe that's because his notifications were blowing up and he had other things to do. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, a hater, you know, tried to pass him off. Who knows? But all I can tell you is that he tweeted it and that it gained so much traction. And I think it would still have traction to this day if the tweet was still up. Uh, I think that it, it was nice to see people come from the shadows and show support. There's a lot of people that support me that maybe uh, don't feel like they can step forward and support me. I, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, politically, whatever. Um, I, I think what it is, man, is is I'm very in tune with who I am, and I, I think that's threatening to a lot of people. I think it's a little scary to take on someone like a Darius Carter who's very well aware of himself, and they don't know who I am, and they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, and it's like, no, nah, man, just. All you have to do is crack the door and I will walk through myself. I will take care of your home. I will, I will leave it better than when it came in and I'll close the door behind me and I'll wipe my feet. And that's the thing, <laughs> you know, some people just run in and want to get their stuff and they don't care. Me to me, it's all about respect uh, and tradition and opportunity. Uh, and to see x even think that, you know, to even be watching me that closely was tremendous because obviously he's been watching me for some time for him to put that out. Uh, so there's a lot that went behind that tweet that meant more to me than, uh, I mean, just to get the notifications. I mean, I was just getting nuked and I'm like, Hey, I can't even respond to everything. I'm like, at this point, I'm just going to wait until people kind of, I'm going to wait until the ocean breezes through so I can try and respond. It's like, it, it was tremendous. And I'm, I'm eternally grateful. He did that for me. I'm eternally grateful uh, that I had that support from people, from my peers, um, from on watchers, from people that have followed the Darius Carter quest because it's been a journey. Um, it will continue to be a journey because I do it my way. Uh, I, I am different. I'm not somebody that's uh, begging and pleading. I'm somebody that's, hey, this is what I have. And give me the opportunity, if you can, to show you what I can do. And those people that give me the opportunity, they bring me back. So that, that to me, is everything. And to get that from Xbox, to get that nod of approval, that seal of approval from a two-time Hall of Famer. Come on. What well, you know, gosh, what more what more can I ask for? What more can Darius Carter want? That meant everything to me. And uh that stays that'll stay with me for the rest of my days. And he'll know it because when I see him, he's gonna know it. So that that's everything to me. Before we let you go, I have one one last question before you plug away and tell us everything that's going on. You have a very signature sneer about you. Kind of like The Rock with the eyebrow. Kind of like Dave Mustaine from Megadeth with the lip curl. Is this something you were born with or did you just kind of develop it? Look, come on. What happened? You want the... 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that that uh that's funny. I've never been asked that question. That's see, I, I love these things. Uh, I I developed that. I would like to say I developed that. Uh, I mean. It, I wasn't miserable at birth, you know, I was, it's, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I think you get that from just situations you encounter in life and then you just bring it into wrestling. And I was taking promo pictures and then you just did that look and then people were like, Oh, there's that sneer. And people were calling it the Carter sneer for like a decade. And I'm like, okay. And, um, you know, it's a face that I make, but, um, I, emoting is so important. Being in the moment is so important. Um, so I like, I do that in the ring too. I don't just do it you know, for promos, and then in the ring, my face is dry. No. For me, I want people to, to watch everything. They're watching my movements. They're watching my face uh, a lot. I can I can hear, I, I listen while I'm on the mat or while I have a headlock on or while I'm Irish whipping or while I'm grappling. I'm, I'm doing the best I can to listen uh, and, and hear what people are saying or see what they're looking at, make eye contact with people, especially in the front row. And me, your facials are, are so much, it's so much of wrestling, uh, because people want to feel like they're in there with you, you know, uh, so when I throw an uppercut and I have a face on, you know, it's, they're like, oh, it adds that viciousness to it, you know, when I'm, you know, dusting someone off with my boot and I have that sneer on my face, it adds that, oh, like this guy, you know, uh, all of that matters, you know, and look, you look at William Regal, one of the kings of facial expressions. I mean, this man could take a German suplex and the way he takes it is different than anyone else in the game because he'll get, he'll sit up and make that, you know, that look on his face. Like, what did I just get hit with? And it's like, I want people to feel that. Uh, and that keeps them into the match and everything. Like, wow, that there it is. Like, finally, you know, Carter feels pain. And it's like, you know, it, this is what wrestling is to me. It's everything. As much as I tout the technical aspect of it and the basics and the fundamentals, facials, body language are so much of it. And, I, and that's another part that I think is greatly overlooked now. I think y people don't think that that's as necessary or they make the facial at the end. They don't make it all the way through. They make it at the start and at the end. But then you pause and you're watching during the match and it, it's not there. To me, I always, every point of the match, I want you to be like, wow, Carter was there at every point, you know, and he made sure his opponent was there with him. That stuff all matters. Perfection. <laughs> uh, Darius, Mr. Darius Carter, please plug your stuff as we get out of here. Thank you so much for your time. Go ahead. Floor is yours. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, so, again, uh, this Saturday, uh, the 17th, Brooklyn, New York, part of Black Wrestle Black WrestleFest 2. Uh, I will be competing against Janai Kai at a submission match. Uh, I've been telling Joaquim, the promoter, I said, get me competition. Get me the best that you can get me. Uh, last time I was there, I wrestled uh, Jorge Santi in a match that still people are talking about uh, to this day, which is, which is fantastic. That was anti-up. Um, that was the 21st of April. And then before that, I wrestled Steve Pena in one of my favorite matches of the year. That was January 21st um, at the same venue uh, for the Five Points Championship. So I'm having the best matches of my life. And the thing about Janai is Janai is living her dream. And I've been saying this. She's getting every single opportunity that she deserves, but she is having doors open for her. She is having opportunities given to her that maybe, maybe I'm not on that level. And that's okay because she knows I deserve them. 
Uh, Joachim knows I deserve them. And the crowd's going to see exactly why, because I'm going to take that woman with her bare feet and I'm going to submit her in front of a, in front of the culture, the entire culture watching, the culture that I will be ruling over very soon. They're all going to be watching when Janai gives us this. And she can go back to Japan after that and kick all the girls she wants. But on Saturday, this is what you get, sweetheart. You can tell Yoya, tell him he can be next to. Everybody does this to Carter when I want it to happen. And then this Sunday, the next day, BCW World Championship defense against Marcus Mathers. That title I took over to L.A., uh, or I should say Baldwin Park, in California for VXS. And I had my first defense in California. Won the championship in Jersey, made sure I was in California to kick off WrestleMania week with a successful championship defense. And then we have next Saturday. I hadn't announced it yet, but it's going to be Pro Wrestling Magic. I will be there on IWTV for closing time, their last event of the uh, – they do, they do a break. So they do a summer break, and then they come back in September. So I will be there. I can't say much more than that. I hadn't even said anything to this point. So that's an announcement for you. There is uh, the 24th in Richfield Park uh, Pro Wrestling Magic uh, closing time. Darius Carter will be making his return. And that's going to be uh, that's June. And then we get into July, which I could tell you now. But when it comes time for me to plug my uh, material, uh, you can go ahead and have a little more added incentive to click those links. Uh, so that's going to be these next three matches or, or these next three bookings are the most crucial to me. Again, Janai Kai, I have to tap you out, sweetheart. I think you're a tremendous talent. I do think you're one of the best uh, women's wrestlers uh, on the scene today. Um, you are globally recognized, and you should be. But again, you're getting spots that I could be getting too. I'm just as good, if not better. Uh, so she's going to find out when she does the tap out. And I can't wait for Joe Akeem's face to be, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You booked the match. This is what you get. Uh, so that's Saturday. Again, Saturday the 17th, Sunday the 18th, and then next Saturday the 24th. All Darius Carter, baby. Check him out. For the love of God, go check out Darius yeah. Carter. Wherever <laughs> you can find him, go check him out. Thank you so much. You were very generous with your time and, and your answers as well. Very fantastic. Thank you, Darius. Thank you. Thank, you, Thank you for having me, Darius. Hey, you had DC on Fightful, baby, because I am full of fight all day and all night. Because the time for change is now. Yes. Let's Facebook, go. Instagram, Twitter. I'll say it in reverse. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't care. Slash Mr. Darius Carter. Find me, know me, learn me, because I'm the best thing going today. Woo. <laughs> Go back to your limousine riding to Jeff flying, Mr. Carter, would you? <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, brother. All right. Man. That's great. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Take him off the stream. Let him figure it out. <laughs> oh, Darius Carter. Th- oh, fantastic, man. That was uh that was so much fun. Again, I said, like I said, very generous with his time to the point where, like, we're overtime. We we just kept going, and this was a lot of fun. So, uh, man, big big thanks to him and and uh, SB three coming in hot. You brought in the the best guests for uh, for this day. Thank you. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm so happy to to have Darius on here. Give him this, uh, you know, platform. We've had him on True Hill Heat, but I that was the one person I was like, if Joel asked me to get somebody, I gotta find a way to get Darius on here. So I'm so happy he had the time to join us today and check him out. Like like he said, he's doing big things, and he is the the future of this business. And you're gonna see him on the bigger on the bigger stages. But the best time to get in is at the ground floor so get in now yeah he is he listen all you got to do is listen to the words he spoke and now you know what kind of matches you're going to see from him because if he puts that much threat if he puts that much thought into what he's answering come on man imagine what he's putting in the ring go check it out there's tons of matches on youtube tons of matches clips whatever on his socials uh yeah can't can't say enough good things let's get out of here because we are super over we are so over in fact that sean ross sap y'all can't see it because you won't be able to see it sean ross sap the Eggman himself showed up while darius was wrapping up he was going to do a bit and he didn't even stick around he was like nope <laughs> <laughs> He was just sitting there waiting to go, and I was just like, "What are you gonna do? Are you gonna interrupt Darius Carter? You're gonna interrupt Darius Carter? You want that? You want that smoke? You want to do this?" <laughs> and he was like, "No, I'm out. <laughs> no Eggman today. I'm sorry. If there's one amazing thing that SP3 brings to the table, on top of all the other things, it's the fact that Eggman stays away." <laughs> See. I told you guys, he fears me. That's why you don't see me. Uh, you don't see me on the main channel. He fears me, the Eggman. Amazing. All right, SP3, plug it. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Check out me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. Check out the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. I actually got an interview coming up with Joel Pearl's favorite person in the world. Edward Edwards, Eddie Edwards, coming to the True Hill YouTube channel. Yes, I got another. I got an interview with him. Check it out. It's going to be probably up next week, but I'll be on the channel from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a busy week with Collision debut, and so you can see me over there on the True Hill YouTube channel. Believe in pro wrestling, Wrestle Binge by Switchkeeda, all that places. So many places to check out SB3. Please keep supporting him and please keep supporting Bipel Over Books. Uh, as of right now, Jeremy has plans to be back on Friday. I'm not going to guarantee it, but uh, he has been uh, talking to me. He actually was messaging me during the uh, the Darius Carter interview. So I'm excited for, for what comments we're going to pull from that because God knows he gave us a lot of them. But uh, until then, I am Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. If you haven't subscribed to Fightful Overbooked yet, go ahead, do that now. Leave us a thumbs up on the video because get your friends talking about wrestling with us. And let's face it, we drop content every day, so you're going to want to see it. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.